Hello, Tome Show listeners. This is your stalwart senior editor, Sam Dillon, and I am here to introduce for you a very special set of recordings, the World Tree Burns podcast. Yes, it is the recording of the official Midgard livestream of the World Tree Burns game, hosted by GM Dan Dillon, friend of the Tome Show. And this recording is presented to you in conjunction with Cobalt Press, of course, and also with Encounter Roleplay. Check out our whole suite of D&D shows at thetomeshow.com. And remember that the Tome Show is sponsored by EasyRollerDice.com, purveyor of high-quality dice and tabletop gaming accessories. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Encounter Roleplay. My name is Will, I'm a D&D sex icon, and I'm back today with another episode of The World's Tree Burns, our official Midgard-sponsored campaign. Uh, this is episode two, and I'm very excited to get back into this adventure. So let's start off by going around the cast and crew and figuring out who we are and who we'll be playing today. So let's start with our esteemed dungeon master, Dan Dillon. Dan, how you doing, my friend? I'm doing fantastic. Thank you for asking. And uh, so, as you said, I'm Dan Dillon, and I'll be the dungeon master for this illustrious crew. Uh, so that's who I am. I am the world that isn't these guys. <laughs> you are the tree that burns. Uh, excellent. <laughs> we also have with us today Tall School. Tall School, how you doing, my friend? I am doing great. I am excited to get back into this. Uh, I am playing uh, Glaz, who is our Trollkin uh, Geomancer wizard here, and uh, he is just very happy to be here. He is so excited about being stuck in the Shadow Realm with people with daggers at his throat, because that is such a wonderful thing, yes. Absolutely. Uh, we also have Lorelania back of us tonight. Tia, how you doing? Great. Um, Midgard has absolutely captured my heart, so I'm really excited to get back into the world already. Um, I'm playing Kari, the level one Shadow Fey cleric of the cat domain. Sorry, I gotta make sure I say that all right. Lots of words to trip <laughs> up on there. Uh, and I'm really excited to see where today goes. Absolutely. Uh, we also have McGloak in the back of us tonight. How you doing, my friend? Hi! I'm McCloak, and that's me. I'm so excited to be here. Uh, I'm, I'm excited because I get to play Cloak and uh, probably make everyone cry again. So uh, <laughs> that's uh, that's my goal. I'm, I'm going to make everyone cry at least once per episode, whether it's tears of joy or tears of sorrow. But yeah, hi. Excellent. And last but not least, we have Josh back of us tonight. Josh, how you doing? I'm good, I'm good. I'm uh, looking forward to, uh, to just chatting away, just jibber-jabber all the time. Uh, that's what Kane does. Uh, he is a Dampier ranger, and, like, oh God, he just doesn't shut up. Like, it's, it's a problem. Yeah, Kane is not a man of few words. In fact, he's not a man of words uh, at all, as, at, at least yet. Maybe that will change this episode. Uh, as myself, I will be playing... Uh, Riodan, uh, the Dampier Cleric of the Hunger Domain, and I'm here, darlings, to uh, try and heal some people and drink someone's blood, if needs be. <laughs> so, uh, we've got a fun little uh, crew together. Uh, before we remind you guys of what happened last week, I'll remind you all. But we are sponsored by Cobalt Press here, uh, using all of the official Cobalt Press materials. You can go over to their website, Cobalt Press. Uh, dot com and find yourself your own Midgard campaign stuff. We've got our uh, Heroes Handbook over here along with our uh, big old world book that we're playing all of mat materials for. So we are uh, straight out of Midgard tonight. Uh, also, we're sponsored by Fantasy Grounds, our virtual tabletop of choice, and we're using the official uh, Cobalt Press materials that are on 
uh, Fancy Grounds as well. You can try it out for free, and uh, we'll be playing all of our tonight's sessions, tokens, and all that good stuff uh, from there. And of course, Wayland Games, our miniature line of choice. Uh, go over to their website, waylandgames.co.uk, and get yourself 20% off all of your D&D minis, swag, hoodies, books, bags, and all that good stuff. They've got Mordekainen's on there at the moment, you can check that out. You guys can interact with today's show. Uh, the next follow goal looks like, oh, a couple off from 120. Uh, hit the follow button and join us. If you haven't yet, you guys get to screw up the party as we go throughout today's game. And of course, here is the tweet for you guys as well. At 20 retweets, we'll have a viewer decision. And of course, do not forget that you can donate to give players now ones, now 20s, wild magic surges, and worse. But I'll hand over now to our Steam Dungeon Master, Dan, to remind us what happened last week on the show and to take us into tonight's episode. All right. So when last we left our heroes, they found themselves in the Cartways beneath the free city of Zobek. The Cartways are a series of uh, tunnels, ancient uh, substructure under the city, some abandoned mine tunnels that the kobolds used to work. Um, it's a sprawling network, an undercity, if you will. Uh, many secret entrances, many paths leading to places you're not supposed to be, and uh, a great number of cutthroats and lowlives and uh, dark cultists and anyone looking to avoid attention tend to congregate in these uh, secret areas beneath the city. And uh, our heroes have found themselves in search of a stolen notebook that is uh, being held by people who they have tracked to the cartways. They know very little about them, and uh, their employer, unfortunately, did not have a great deal of information to provide them. All they know is that individuals had broken into, a, um, into a, an office at the Arcane Collegium, the school for arcane wizardry and sorceress study in, in Zobek, and had made off with sensitive documents of some type in the form of this black leather-bound notebook. Uh, and so they had dispatched some ruffians, hired thugs, and uh, after passing through an ancient iron door, they were set upon by cultists who were uh, marked on their faces and arms with running black ink, in Umbral, the tongue of the Shadow Fae in the Shadow Realm, that uh, invoked some sort of dark magic that allowed these otherwise humans to function in complete darkness as if they were born to it. Um, after dispatching these foes, they spent some time binding their wounds and recovering and uh, identifying a, a minor magical trinket that they recovered off of one of the, uh, one of the strange individuals and spent some time reminiscing about uh, the road they have traveled that brought them thus far. And so, uh, your short rest draws to a close. Uh, I believe, uh, Kari, your familiar uh, Shadow Realm cat spirit, and Kane, you and your owl were keeping watch down the, uh, the corridor that uh, your Kari's trail leads to. Uh, the hour passes uneventfully and without any further threat as you all uh, finish up your business during the rest. I still keep watch, looking back over everyone after an hour has passed. Uh, I believe, wait, uh, so I believe Cloak was hanging out with Glanz as they identified the key. Uh, Correct. And then uh, I imagine for the rest of the time if he kept his bear skin out, or is it elk skin, moose skin? I don't remember. Moose skin, yeah, it's a, like a, a, a big moose skin that he has uh, his runes and uh, spells recorded on it, basically functions as a spell book. You would like you would see like uh, cloak would like have his hood back and you would just see like blazing red hair, 
Uh, and he would just be looking at it, and he's like, so what, what about this one? Where's this one go? Well, that one is quite interesting. It is uh, the Howler's Road. It uh, it actually is uh, anchored there in Bimia, and uh, travels all the way across the continent, in fact. It is uh, quite an interesting road and uh, filled with, it's called the Howler's Road, and that is why, because it is filled with howls. It is not a very nice place to visit. Uh, I have never traveled upon it myself. I just have read about it as it is a part of Bimia culture, in fact. It is very interesting. It sounds like a cello to me. Cloak, uh, uh, okay. Um, okay. Uh, he just looks at him inquisitively, and then he just, in his journal, he's like jotting all this down about the about everything that Glass is talking about, and he said, okay, we need to go back to the library. Yes, that would be very good. I have much more research to do. And these uh, these markings here, these runes and how they are being used to give these humans um, sight that they should not have, it's quite interesting. We should, between the two of us, we should figure out what it is, these cultists, and what we are dealing with here, invoking shadow magic this way. Yeah, it's quite intriguing, but I don't... I don't know how long they've been down here, or, like, do they always have those tattoos on? Like, And he would, like, go up, and, like, he was able to rub off the last little bit of tattoos, right, Dan, uh, if I remember correctly? Uh, so, on, on there, there were uh, four of those cultists that didn't actually have tattoos. They just had black ink sort of drawn on their faces and on their hands. That, mm-hmm. um, that you could kind of rub off. <clears throat> with uh, maybe a little bit of water uh, or just some some elbow grease, you could rub that off. The two who seem to be calling the shots, and certainly the ones who are calling down the magic, those are actual honest to God's tattoos uh, in these bands of runes that go up from their eyes across their bare scalps and then down their uh, their cheeks, their necks, and uh, across their collarbones and under their clothes. Those are actually tattooed into their skin. Hmm. Yeah. Let's see. I mean, like those guys have like temporary tattoos or something but these guys have like the permanent ones right is it henna i do love a good henna tattoo who's henna wonderful woman you and all of your people that all of the the ladies that you have been in uh in touch with over the years it is always fascinating to me uh just how far and wide your exploits seem to have taken you my friend i've in my fair share, I suppose, but I have to say, this is one of the most interesting places I've been in quite some time, with some of the most interesting people. Zobek has certainly been a discovery, I think, for all of us, but should we get on our way? We're not going to find this uh, book that we're after sitting around any longer. Quite, quite. Kari, Kane, are you, uh, have you seen anything? Kane, Kane just shakes his head. That's exactly what Kari was going to do, is just look back and shake her head wordlessly. Kane wouldn't shut up until we got in here, and now he just has not said a thing. It's the damnedest thing. Usually, yes. Well, at least he knows to be quiet down in, when we're on the hunt. Speaking of yeah, hunting, Kari, uh, have you sniffed out their path? I would need more time to go ahead, as opposed to just keeping watch. Would you like me to scout? Oh, by all means. Run along now, yes. She smiles and heads off. All right. 
So, uh, Kari and your familiar, you set off down the, the corridor. Uh, the, it becomes a bit more cramped. Uh, the ceiling drops down to just under 10 feet or so. Uh, thankfully, it still seems to be relatively sturdy stone construction, so it doesn't look like there's any risk of uh, collapse or cave-in or anything like that, like some of these tunnels uh, can become quite decrepit. Uh, this one seems to be in at least halfway decent repair. Um, and there is currently just a long, dark tunnel stretching out ahead of you, and you can make your way down it uh, without much difficulty. And after perhaps 120 feet or so, up ahead you can see that it bends to the left. Uh, I'm going to cautiously send my cat around the corner, quietly as it can. All right, uh, why don't you make me a dexterity stealth check for your familiar? I have an eight. That is an eight. All right. Okay. Uh, so the uh, the cat trots forward, and do you want to take its senses or just kind of wait? Um, I prefer to take its senses and had to, okay. um, try to hide against the wall myself. Obviously, not much to hide against, but. All right, sure. So you press yourself back into the, uh, into the like, kind of a little bit of an alcove in the hallway there, and uh, you concentrate for a moment, and you feel that strange displacement in your mind, and uh, you don't actually open your own eyes, but the cat's eyes open, and you can see through them with that strange sort of blurred distortion around the edges of your peripheral vision. Uh, the cat slinks forward, um, its paws nearly silent on the, uh, the dusty... Uh, stone floor and uh, curves around the bend and you can see that there's uh, a chamber opening before it and then another tunnel heads off uh, toward uh, toward its left. I'm sorry, it's right. Can I hear anything? Why don't you make a, a wisdom perception check for me? For the cat. Uh, I guess, I'm sorry, you're using your senses through the cat so you can make you can make the check. Uh, that's a 10. I'm on fire today. Um, so you catch the faint sound uh, in the distance sort of beyond the, um, the, the chamber. Uh, it sounds like uh, maybe an animal cry, uh, perhaps someone yelling. It's very distorted and very faint, but you do catch some sort of sound echoing through the chamber. So there's a chamber and a tunnel to the left. Mm-hmm. And I can hear animal cries of some kind. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's enough to go back and report with. I will uh, get my cat to come back to me, and I'll make my way back down the hallway to my companions. Sure, easily done. We may not be alone. This extends for quite some distance, and I hear other creatures about creatures that are not my own. Fantastic. Well, would would they have creatures? Possibly. I don't know. It seemed to be some kind of wounded animal. Oh, that might be good or bad. Yes, if they had passed this way, perhaps uh, they were attacked by it and uh, did not completely dispatch it before moving on. But if it's wounded, uh, might be our trail that we can uh, that we should be following. Certainly, we should proceed with caution. Uh, at that point, Cloak would uh, go to where uh, Kari came from and kind of like look at the entrance and uh, look at the ground 
Um, he knows he's in a cavern, but if there's any sort of like track or uh, or markings at all that would kind of give him information on what what it could be. Certainly. Uh, make me a wisdom survival or perception check, whichever you prefer. Uh, and what is your favored enemy again? Faye. Faye, eh? Okay, just uh, make it uh, normal. No advantage. Five. <laughs> Five. Woo! All right, so uh, the majority of the cartways is hard stone floor construction. So in most places, there just really isn't enough uh, medium on that stone to hold a track or a print. So you'd have to get lucky and find where someone, say, scuffed something or dropped or left something behind or traveled through an area where perhaps there was mud or, or some other softer medium dust for them to disturb. And in the current area, there just isn't any. Yeah, he's like he's like looking at the ground and he's like, hmm, Dad, I was worried that I wouldn't be able to see anything. I don't see any blood or anything, but I don't... The, the bad thing about like caves like this is that I, it's really impossible to see any sort of track. Oh. Cloak, darling, it's absolutely fine. Don't worry about it at all. Trust me, if there were blood down here, Kane and I would have sniffed it out and I'd probably been licking the walls for the past hour or so. Speaking of this, can can Kane uh, also try and uh, see if he can pick up any tracks? I realize it's probably a long shot, but... Uh... That's possible. Sure, you can give it a shot. Uh, what are Kane's favorite enemies? I think you took humanoids, did you not? I did indeed. Okay. Uh, so which which varieties of humanoid did you take again? Uh, it is Dark Fae. Uh, Shadow Fae, sorry. Um, and... So uh, elves and... I believe it was elves and humans, yeah. Was it humans? All right, please make a uh, wisdom perception or survival, your choice, with advantage. Okay, Uh, they're both exactly the same, plus four, so... Advantage... Uh, That is a 16 advantage. Taking a look around, you manage to catch... Uh, sight of something that uh, Cloak either missed or was perhaps just a touch too short uh, to to pick up on, you see a scuff mark higher up on the wall where a person might just sort of idly reach their hand out as they're walking. And uh, it looks relatively fresh. Kane, while sort of... While, while Cloak is talking, Kane comes over and sort of looks at it, sort of almost sniffs the air around it. Can I tell which way it brushes? Yeah, you can tell that it was walking away uh, from where you are as if following your path and into that uh, chamber up ahead, perhaps 10, 15 feet ahead of you. And that matches the direction that Kari heard uh, the the sound come from. Kang just sort of uh, runs his finger along the um, the feathers on the flight of his arrow and uh, Mm -hmm. he turns uh, to... He turns to Cloak and gestures him forward. What's up? And I sort of like bring Cloak over to show him the the mark on the wall. Are you, are you rubbing my height into it? I'm sorry I missed it and I'm not tall enough. He he just gives like Cloak the mail like <laughs> that Very kind of Shut up. Game. Shut up. Okay. Very insensitive indeed. I did it. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, 
<laughs> and Kane is going to uh, move in that direction uh, as quietly as he can. Um, not getting too far ahead of the party, but sort of seeing if I can hear anything else. Yeah, and Cloak would, Cloak would be, like, on his lead, too, like, following. Yeah. All right, so you two are going to range just a little bit of the head. Uh, are, are you going to... You're going to let the rest of them catch up. They have a good, you know, 100, 120 feet worth of corridor to, to catch yeah. up to you. Uh, uh, peeking into the room with your dark vision, uh, let's see. You can see that it's probably about uh, 20 to 30 feet from one end to the other, although the walls are somewhat irregular, so it's difficult to say. Um, and you suspect there's another door or corridor on the other side of it, although you can't see it from your vantage uh, without getting into the room itself. I'm not going to uh, advance any further because last time sort of we came into a room, we got ambushed and mm-hmm. you know don't want to bite off more than we can chew. Um, so sure. Kane is just going to uh, sit pretty, uh, and hold this corridor, and if anything comes in this direction before the rest of the guys catch up, um, it gets it gets shot in the face. Okay, and so just to remind uh, myself and, and us as well, so there is in general no light in the cartways, um, unless you happen to come across maybe like a sewer grate or something and it's daylight outside. Uh, so if you guys aren't bringing any light with you, you are currently in pitch darkness and relying on your dark vision. Uh, which means that you're operating in dim light, which imposes disadvantage on your uh, perception checks. It's only uh, gray as well, no color. So it's, yeah. Yep, no color. It's all grayscale. Okay, so uh, so the rest of the party can catch up, and you see them sort of waiting for you to head into this chamber. No, no, I, I was going to ask, is it possible if I can stealth in? Sure, absolutely. I was going to say, when they're about sort of 30 feet away, so like they can be here, you know, within a round, um, I also stealth in. And I'd go in the opposite direction to cloak, so we'd sort of... So kind of split and go either side of the room? Yeah. Okay. Uh, and what are the rest of you guys doing? Just kind of following behind? I think it's best we follow along, isn't it, Glass? And Kari will come up uh, in the rear of everybody else. She already kind of, in her mind's eye, can see what uh, she saw with her cat, so she's okay in letting them go and explore first. So the rangers are striking perhaps, I don't what, what did you say, like 30 feet ahead of the rest of the group? Just kind of uh, enough to kind of check the room out and get to the other side before they get too far into it? Yeah. Um, yeah. Is everyone else attempting to move with stealth as well, or are you just striding in? Uh, I mean, if they if we saw them sort of go into more of a creeping mode, I would think that we would... I will be stealthing, sorry. Okay. Uh, then you guys can go ahead and make me a group stealth check. Um, I got a 25 from mine, and I'm specifically trying to move away from the group. Not Very nice. sort of like far away, but sort of, I don't want to be near these klutzes when they, uh, especially the big one. Yeah. The big one. 16. Who does, who does well? Hey, Damn. The big one did his, he got a 17. How about this klutz right here? All right. Wow. I, I, I did the worst. <laughs> yes, it is the little one who was not so, not so uh, quiet this time. I rolled a nine. It's not that bad. I don't see um, Riordan's. Uh, I got a sixteen. Okay. All right. Well, you got a sixteen. Okay. Uh, all right. So you guys managed to move in uh, quite uh, skillfully and stealthily. The Rangers uh, head in and split off to the left and the right. We'll say. Um, 
we'll say, cane to the left and uh, cloak to the right as you move around the room. Uh, as you're moving further into the room, you can see that the walls are indeed irregular, like they have these niches or perhaps alcoves built into them where perhaps statues or something once stood, but it looks like, uh, much like the last chamber you were in, anything that was in here has been long since destroyed or picked away by, uh, by people who had some use or thought it was valuable for it. Um, as you are moving through the room, uh, you see that there is a door on the far side that is kind of uh, standing open. Uh, it's a rotten, uh, iron, rusted iron banded wooden door, and there's a, another corridor beyond it, and you hear a faint echoing cry that sounds strange, maybe some sort of animal, maybe a person, but it's kind of distorted by distance and echoing around the chambers and the cartways, but you hear another of those cries, and Kari, you recognize a similar one to, that you heard through your familiar, uh, echoes through that door again. Um, as you guys are moving, Cloak, Riodan, and Glaz. You guys are moving through and, uh, and into the chamber, kind of waiting for them to clear the way to, to move past and into the next corridor, when there is a, a strange flicker of movement next to you, and it takes you a moment to realize that you're just seeing your own shadows kind of walking along the wall next to you. And... Something strikes you as odd. There's no light in here. There shouldn't be any shadows. And these darkened silhouettes that look sort of like distorted versions of you turn to face you and then peel off of the wall and reach towards you. Roll initiative, please. Oh, this is bad. This is bad. <laughs> oh, it's one of me. Good. Is that really what my hair looks like? <laughs> All right. So anybody, uh, anybody over 20? Ooh, someone got a nat 20. Uh, yeah, that was me. Uh, 24. Nice. nice. Josh is rolling like a, a champion tonight. He's just like, hey, look at me. Look at me over here. Hey. 24, we got Rio down on 19. Hey, I can walk the walk. I just can't do the other part. <laughs> Glass is on a 15. Glass is on a 15. We got uh, Cloak on a 13 and Kari on a 9. All right. So, unfortunately, you were not able to notice these incredibly stealthy creatures before they struck. A combination of the darkness and gloom in the chamber and their own just nature that seems to... They just absorb into the darkness surrounding you. So they strike with surprise. Uh, so we're going to have one on glass. Surprise rounds at level one. <laughs> yeah, well, it'll happen. Uh, so it strikes at oh, you. my friends are dead. <laughs> What's your armor class again, uh, Glass? I'm, I'm certain this missed you, but... Uh, yeah, it's a 15 because we hit my uh, mage armor would still be up. All right, so this thing reaches towards you and its hand, which seems oddly black and two-dimensional, tries to reach into your throat and it just sort of skates off this shimmer of blue force from your spell that protects you. Uh, let's see. Cloak. One of them reaches out for you. Uh, so that is only going to be an 11. I believe that will miss you as well. Uh, you will just sort of, in a panic, as you see the movement, stumble backwards. Uh, let's see. The other one was reaching out toward... Was it Riodan, I believe? Correct. My rolls are fantastic. All right, so by sheer luck and happenstance and force of arcane might, these uh, shadows peel themselves off the wall and fail to gain any purchase on you. Kane, you can now act. 
I had uh, readied action to uh, shoot anything that came out and attack these guys. Can I use that? You can absolutely shoot. It's not going to require your reaction or anything, but yeah, you can you can fire at one. Okay, um, I'm going to aim for the one that's going for Reardon. Okay. Thank you, darling. Two hit, so this is plus six. Do I get advantage because I'm hidden from them? So the problem is you manage to get into the room, but uh, there's really nowhere to hide once you're in there. So you're not uh, you're not fully hidden from them as you kind of moved in and just kind of walked past them. Okay, in which case that's only an 11. It's only an 11. All right, so the arrow fires and just sort of passes through its body uh, insubstantially. Phew. Rio Dan, your turn. Goodness. Well, if there's one right in front of me, I will have a thrust with my newfound... Rapier. Uh, so that is a plus. Pretty sure it's a plus four. It is. Oh, let's try this. Look at good numbers here. That is a nineteen to hit. Excellent. That will. That will. Uh, so you you thrust the rapier into the the creature's body, for lack of a better term. And while it is hazy and seemingly composed of darkness, there is some substance to it. So you can do damage. Ten points of damage. Ten. All right. It's a, a palpable hit, but there's not a whole lot there to get a hold of. So it does take damage, but not as much as you would like to see. It is resistant to your sword stroke. Ah, well, fine. I suppose. Uh, all right. Uh, Glaz, your turn. Uh, Glaz, uh, with his thing uh, jumping out at him, of course, is uh, surprised somewhat. And uh, he puts out his hands and uh, basically... Uh, they begin to cover with this frost, and I uh, cast Frostbite uh, on this one that's uh, leaped out at me. He needs to make a, a DC 12 constitution saving. Alrighty, con save. Uh, he will pass. So does that have a diminished effect or nothing? It is a uh, nothing. Uh, so yeah. So uh, so yeah, your, your, your spell has difficulty finding purchase on this creature's strange anatomy for you know, such as it is. Uh, Cloak, your turn. All right. Uh, Cloak. Uh, so how it's laid out in front of me right now, Riordan and Glaz and myself are going to attack my shadows. Correct. Okay. Um, and I imagine, I don't know who's by me right now, but the, the shadow that comes out after me, like I would have like the saber, like comes out from under the cloak uh, and like towards this thing uh, as he jabs at it. Let us uh, do a roll, this one. So this would be a plus four to that. Uh, 21? Yeah, all right. You got him. Do uh, some damage. This would be a plus four, plus four to this roll. Uh, seven damage. All right. So uh, much like the one uh, struck by your companion, it seems resistant to your weapon, but you do damage it. Okay. Uh, uh, this guy, this guy's, uh, it's like attacking your own shadow. It's wonderful, isn't it? All right, uh, Kari, your turn. Um, I have, I'm presuming, some experience with shadowy type creatures. Do I recognize what these are? I know that I'm in the back and they're in the corridor ahead of me. How far ahead? Uh, lots of questions. Okay. Do I recognize them? How far away am I from the fight because I was at the back? Okay, so uh, you guys were basically just coming into the court, coming into the uh, the chamber itself. So you guys are at the entrance door. Um, the two rangers are on the far side, so they're about twenty twenty five feet away from you. Um, and there is one shadow over by them, and two back by you guys. 
and you, Kari, would definitely recognize these as uh, undead shadows, and you could make an intelligence religion check to see what you know about them. Okay, and I have no bonus to religion, though. Well, that's a 20. That doesn't, I don't um, need one. I don't need one. So hey. that's that's quite a bit. All right. So you know that these creatures are incredibly deadly and fearsome. Their touch, not only does it just kind of disrupt your life force and, and cause your flesh to, to rot and desiccate, they strike at the strength of your spirit, and they'll actually drain your strength ability score. And if they drop you to zero, you die. Uh, you know that they are resistant to most physical forms of damage, uh, and they're immune to necrotic and poison, but you know that they are particularly harmed by radiant damage. Don't let them touch you. Radiant damage. Uh, if I can get anything out. Yep, So, uh, and that's that's not an action or anything, so you can still take your action. Yeah, so I would... I want to charge up uh, to the front of them, and if I can get... You said 25 feet away was the closest one? I want to use my shadow claws. No, 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 no. The closest one's maybe, the closest one's maybe 10 feet away from you, uh, attacking oh, okay. uh, Tall Squall and another uh, roughly the same distance attacking Riodan. Uh, I'm going to go to the one that's closest to me, and I'm going to use my Claws of Darkness uh, and attack them. All right, so the uh, the shadows wrap around your hand and form into these long, sort of distended, warped claws, and you strike out at it. That's uh, 1d20 plus... What's my melee bonus? It's a melee spell attack, but I'm guessing a 3 is not going to manage it. No, it's so it just sort of not. flows <laughs> around the darkness of your claws. Uh, that's Kari. Shadow time. So we'll have one on Cloak. Oof. Uh, that is a 13. I don't think that's going to hit you. No. I'm sorry, that's not a 13. That's an 11. All right, so you, uh, you, uh, your, your cape is kind of wrapped around your left hand, and you swirl it and use it much the way a duelist would use their half cape and kind of spoil its aim by, uh, uh whipping the, uh, the cloak around its attack. Uh, we have one I'm on down. Riodan. Riodan will hit you, uh, 17. I suspect that will hit you. Ow. All right. So that one is going to do uh, seven points of necrotic damage, and your strength score drops by one as you feel your life just <sighs> sort of ebb into this creature's touch. I have to say, being touched by myself is not quite what I expected. <laughs> I have a 16 to hit Glaz. Yep, 15 is my AC. No. All right, so this one likewise reaches out and it takes a hold of your wrist and you take, oof, nine points of necrotic damage and one point of strength reduction. I want two HP. Glass is down. Glass is down. <laughs> oh, dear. All right, Glass gives out a, uh, a, a terrible cry as you watch the uh, some of those carnelian-like plate lumps on his arms sort of shrivel and then crack and crumble off almost like dust, and he just sort of goes into convulsions and collapses. No, this is... Ah! Yeah, it's not good. <laughs> this is not good. Kane, your turn. I am going to shoot the one by Riordan again, because... Uh... Help me. All right. Uh, for 12. 12 hits. 12 hits. Happy days. Okay. Uh, it looks like it has absolutely nothing in the way of physical protection. It has no armor. It has no hide to speak of. It's just purely trying to move out of the way of your attacks. Uh, that's an 11 damage. It's just not piercing, though. 
All right, so you deal a, a, a solid strike to it, and now you can see that its form is starting to unravel, and bits of it are just sort of draining away like these wisps of black ink swirling in water and just kind of vanish into the air. So it looks like it's having difficulty holding its form together. Riordan. <laughs> I'm going to... I got nothing, because I don't... We didn't take a long rest, did we? You didn't take a well, long rest, no. Uh, I was going to say, I don't mean... I have, I have nothing, so I'm gonna try and swipe. Ooh. Yeah, he's not a coward. He wouldn't run. Uh, so he's gonna stand and try and touch himself right back for a 19. Oh, you got him. You got him good. Uh, that's plus two on this die, so nine points of damage. Nine points. All right. So as it sort of turns around and stares at. Uh at uh, Kane as the arrow sort of rips through its uh, its shadowy body it um, like leans forward and tilts its head and you get the distinct impression that it's like screaming or roaring but absolutely no sound issues from it it's very disturbing and as it's doing that you uh, you have a rapier you said that's right uh, you drive your blade into its back and it arches and just sort of explodes into these little ink wisps that vanish into nothing Ah, you were having a very bad hair day. Ah. <laughs> All right. Uh, Glass is down, so I need a death saving throw, please. Here we go. It's 16. That is a success. Success. Uh, Cloak, your turn. Uh, so, like, as soon as he's, like, here's, like, Glass talking, he's like, ur, ur, and then falls over. He's like, you guys gotta... Glass, and then, uh, then he's like, "I'm gonna just radial damage," and then he spins his blade at it. All right, because he totally misheard of what was what was said to him. Oh no! Uh, <laughs> does a <laughs> eleven hit? Unfortunately, it does not. No. Okay. Uh, so the shadow just sort of curls out of the way of your strike. Yeah, I think he was more focused at more focused on glass and all that. Right. Uh, Kari, your turn. Um, h- how far is Glaz from me? He's within reach. He's right next to you. Okay. For now, buddy, I'm gonna cast Spare the Dying on him. Alright. So you reach out and touch him, and he, uh, uh, his convulsions ease, and you are stable, Glaz. Nice. Thank you. That's all I got for right now. <laughs> All right, so uh, we have a couple of shadows. One is going to strike at Kari. And what is your armor class, Kari? Uh, 16. Wah! 16. So you uh, you just sort of spin on the, the ball of your foot and just kind of duck under its swipe. And it hits nothing but air. Uh, oh, dear. That is a critical hit. Oh, no. Someone else is going down. <laughs> yeah. So uh, that is going to be, I believe, Riodan reduced to zero hit points uh, and down. dropping his strength by four. Yikes. Unfortunately, oh, okay. that's not damage, so that doesn't double. So the, uh, the shadow seizes Riodan by the throat and brings his face forward to it and uh, just kind of breathes in and and sucks at his uh oh you know what i'm sorry this wasn't at rio dan this was at cloak the one on rio dan was, was oh, slain shit. Yeah, so okay uh, so Ooh. so cloak you're going to take 19 damage and four points of strength reduction no oh 
What? How? What the fuck? All right. Yeah. So Sorry, you buddy. are seized by the throat, and it sort of leans it. forward, and it's almost like making to kiss you, and it's like it's sucking the life out of him. And then, then cloak is just like, and drops to the ground. All right. Uh, Kane, your turn. How many of these things are left alive? Uh, two. Which one's been damaged? Have either of them been damaged? The one on cloak. Yes, the one on cloak has been has been uh, uh, fairly damaged. Okay, the one that one. In which case, I am going to turn my attention towards that, and I am going to uh, I'm going to shoot that. Uh, yep, get him. Is, uh, that is a eighteen. You got him. Give me some damage. Uh, for six piercing damage. All right. All right. Uh, so the arrow tears through it, and you can see more of that, uh, more of that, um, that black uh, essence just sort of bleeding out of this one now as well. Uh, Rio Dan, your turn. As your life flashed before your eyes for a moment, but no, no, it's okay. You're all right. <laughs> I almost, I almost took the bullet. <laughs> I don't think it's worth me doing stabilizing cloak. I'm gonna instead. Uh, Jump in, uh, the one that's just been injured. Okay, get him. Me and you just tag team. Sixteen. You got him. Give me damage. He's uh, he is quite distracted, standing over its prize. Nine damage as I come in over Cloak's body. Oh. No. <sighs> All right. So once again, the uh, the wounded and distracted one. You drive your blade through its neck, and it just sort of evaporates from the top down. <laughs> The Dampier double team. Yes, sir. Uh, so, that was Riodan. Now, Glaz, you are stable. Cloak, I need a death saving throw, please. Yay. Oh, God, I fucking suck at these. I'll be honest with you. I'm coming, All right, buddy. here we I'm go. I'm coming as fast as I can. Come on. Oh! He wasn't kidding. Oh, my he wasn't goodness. Kidding. Oh, he wasn't kidding. He spoke. He said. You fucking <laughs> said it. No, literally, literally. Every time I have to make death saving throws, I'm the worst at them. I'm like, I, I statistically, it's impossible, but it happens, and I don't know how to explain it. So, uh, Cloak's like, <laughs> all right. So, uh, so you have you have two two death save failures. Yes, and Riodan, you're right next to him. You can hear his breath becomes thready and slightly gurgling. Cloak, no, stay with us. Kari, your turn. I cast Cure Wounds on Cloak. Hey, there you go. Yeah, you can move right up to him, and uh, you whisper a prayer to the hunter for vigor and strength. Stretch out your hand, and uh, the rest of you see a faint whitish glow uh, surround her fingertips. Oh, 1d8 plus my wisdom modifier, sorry. Which is one. Okay, sorry. Uh, Five. All right, Cloak, you regain five hit points as you feel uh, radiant energy flow through your body. (gasps) (laughs) Oh, fuck! (laughs) Oh, the shadow rolls a one as it strikes out at Kari as she sort of runs past. I would say that... um, uh, Kane, you sort of fire a, a desperate arrow at it and force it to flinch back. 
so it uh, it fails to to make contact with your your companion as she runs by it. Uh, so that is the last remaining shadow. Kane, your turn. Take a wild guess, Dan. I'm gonna shoot this thing. All right, kill it. Kill it. <laughs> <laughs> oh uh, no! I'm gonna <laughs> not, not shoot it that well. Uh, that's a nine. No, no, no. All right, so you give it another warning shot. <laughs> your arrow clatters against the stone wall. Rio Dan. If you want to do oh, I, I mean, I don't know. Has this thing taken damage yet? Uh, this one has not been hurt. I don't want I don't really feel like standing next to it. Oh, boy. Cloak's back up. Glass is stabilized. I have no spell slots. My cantrips are shit in this scenario of undead things. I just, I make things bleed. I have two hit points. Ah, you know what? Riordan... Uh, is not a coward, despite his somewhat feminine nature. Um, and when he sees his friends in uh, pain and danger, uh, th- who, which one is the shadow of this? Is this the shadow of uh, Glaz? Uh, so it sort of kind of looked like Glaz. Now that they've been off the wall and sort of fighting, they just kind of become this, this very vague humanoid sort of outline. Yeah, but it started out as, as a, a faux shadow of Glaz. I'm going to hit it. I'm not going to hit it. <laughs> That's a 10. A, a 10. No, unfortunately, no. All right, then. That was Riordan. Glass is stable, but unconscious. Cloak, your turn. Cloak, uh, Cloak, can Cloak get up and move over to this shadow? Uh, you will be at half speed, since it takes half to stand up, and you can scoop your weapon up for free. But yeah, you can get over to the shadow. Can I attack it? Okay, I'm going to use one of my critical rolls. Hey, that's I, hey. Think, I think this is a dire so situation you, uh, where we need to fucking so do that. So you, you roll to your feet, and the corner of your cloak wraps around your sword and flips it up into your free hand. And you dive forward and sink your blade into the dead center of the creature's chest. Go ahead and deal me critical hit damage. I'm dealing with some shade. Uh, okay. Uh, six, that's ten. Uh, so it's, I roll it twice, right? Plus another d8, yep. Okay. I'm making sure, because everyone has their own little rules about it. Um, so that was, uh, ten. Fifteen. Yeah. All right, so you bury your sword into its chest, twist it, and a huge section of it just kind of spills out like uh, black paint poured onto the floor and just evaporates as it hits the stones. So it has this just gaping hole in the center of it now. Uh, it is not happy about that. Kari, it's your turn. Uh, I am going to Claws of Darkness again at the one that is closest to me, realizing that we are running out of time uh, and becoming a bit more desperate <laughs> in my attacks. So that is just a... Sure. Oh, uh, 20. Whoa, whoa. Oh, no. Die 1d20. Uh-huh. Or I could pick up the dice and actually roll it. But that plus my Ooh, spell that's attack. A hit. Yes. And it does 1d10 cold damage. Oh, and it has a reach of 10 feet, too. So let's... Yes, so you can actually stay back from it, and it's like your shadow just sort of extends out from your body with that that long distortion. Do I add my spell attack bonus to that for damage in total, or is it just the damage straight up? No, it's it's just the d10 Okay, so I do five damage uh, onto it, raking across it. All right, that was cold damage, you say? Yes. 
All right, so it is resistant to that, of but it does it take is. some damage. Yeah, pretty much all all corporeal sources of damage, except for and then radiant is what you want to smack these guys with. Uh, right there we go. Uh, so that's Kari. The shadow will strike back at you. Uh, only gets a thirteen. So you, um, it, it flows forward to try and strike at you, and you just sort of dance back out of the way. Uh, Kane, who's attacking? Was it? Was it, it attacking Kari or cloak? Yeah, okay. it attacked Kari. Does a twelve hit? You got him. You put it right through what passes for its throat. Uh, for six damage. Ooh, its uh, its body is beginning to flicker, and it's it's desperately reaching God toward, reaching toward a, a living victim to try and drain the life out of it and slake its hatred on you bastards. Uh, Rio Dan, your turn. I've had quite enough of you, <clears throat> and let's try it again. Let's try it again. <sighs> Oh. Fuck me sideways. <laughs> That's in that one. <laughs> Rough. I'm just like Rough. bleeding. I'm at yeah. 2 HP. My strength is down. I'm just like... <sighs> and barely get off a, a swipe. Alright. Glaz is unconscious but still stable. Cloak, your turn. Glaz, MVP. <laughs> yeah, you muted, buddy? I am muted. I'm sorry. Oh, shit, that's 11. Uh, 11 is no good, unfortunately. Uh, although I will I, I will at this point be kind and remind Kari in particular that you have a familiar that can act during your turn. Uh, which it is now Kari's turn. Oh, that's right. Yes. Can I please get my familiar to use the help action uh, while I am making this next attack? And I am... Yes, indeed. So the uh, the cat begins to uh, sort of melt out of the shadows and dart around this creature, uh, nipping at it and just drawing its attention. And it starts to desperately stare around and try to follow this new target. So you can attack with advantage. Uh, excellent. I'm going to do the uh, Shadow Claws again. And 15... That'll uh, hit. Why don't you roll again yep, to see if you're yep. critical? No crit for me, sadly. Solid hit. Give us a d10 damage. It's coming in. Woo! Seven. Nice. Exactly what you needed. So you reach forward and you rake with this massive, distorted shadow version of your own hand with these wickedly hooked claws on the end. You catch the creature in the back, right at the nape of its neck, and just rip it down to the stones, and it peels apart in these little wisps and vanishes. <laughs> so uh, your, uh, your foes are dispatched at the cost of, uh, of, of great pain. Whew. I told them, I told you not to let it touch you. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I glass fell over, and then I was like, oh, I got this, and then it grabbed me by the throat, and I was like, oh, he just wants to say hello. And then my fucking arms are tired now, because I just can't, uh, you want to take a nap. <laughs> Perhaps you should rest, little one. And she glides over to uh, Glass and tries to take a look at what she can do here. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, you managed to stabilize him, so he is not dying, uh, but he is in pretty bad shape. I think we are going to have to stay here for a while until he returns to to us. I, I have nothing left. I'm close to death myself. My powers are drained. 
I think it's best we just take a rest down here for a while. And I just like lean back against the wall and slowly my back <laughs> goes against the wall uh, until I'm lying uh, down. Uh, uh, fine, honestly. Kane will uh, head over to collect uh, his arrows and... Uh... Okay, you can recover... You can recover half of the arrows you fired. The others are uh, damaged beyond repair. And uh, you said there was a doorway. Can I go up to the doorway and listen at the door? Um, and I will stone my bow and uh, draw my sword for this, uh, just in case it's like... Okay, so you're walking up to the far doorway that's uh, kind of a dry-rotted, nasty old uh, wooden door with uh, crumbling, rusting iron bands and hardware on it. And as you step up to the door frame, make a dexterity saving throw. I'm just kidding. You're fine. No, I was just uh, going to say, why so, are you going so you, uh, the door? Yeah. <laughs> Get away from the door. No, you... Uh, you look out and you see a, a somewhat irregular tunnel. It looks like um, possibly this is either a natural fissure in the rock that these constructed tunnels were built onto, or um, maybe it's part of an old cobalt mine shaft. It's difficult to tell from here, but it looks like it goes down perhaps ten feet and then comes to and then kind of forks. I'm just going to uh, make myself comfortable uh, and um, sort of gesture point to my eyes and then down the corridor to uh, let everyone know that I've... I'll, I'll keep watch. Okay. Your uh, your owl just kind of settles its weight onto your shoulder and you can feel its talons gripping through your uh, through your jerkin. Uh, Alright, so uh, the plan is to take a rest. Yeah, I will watch at one end of the hall for about four hours until I need to come back and rest. Alright, so you guys are at this point wanting to take a long rest. Oh yes, to go ahead please. And, and recover. <laughs> Yes. Fair enough. All right. So, uh, so we've got Kane at least taking watch to begin with. Um, so we need four watches covered to to cover the entirety of the long rest. Who's going to be taking them? Uh, I mean, I'll take one. I can take one. I can take one as well. I'm unconscious. <laughs> you are unconscious. <laughs> Sleep tight, little buddy. I have, I have a question for yeah. uh, attribute damage. Uh, mm -hmm. How does that heal? I know it's a little bit different in 5e. Yep. Uh, it is specific to the effect that caused your ability score to be reduced. And uh, Kari knows enough about um, shadows, having faced them down in the shadow realm a number of times, that uh, once you just take a little time to rest, your strength should return to normal. Um, game terms, finishing a short or a long rest will restore your strength. Okay. Several hours pass. Uh, Kane, you spend your first two hours on watch, and uh, you just kind of remain by the door, still listening. Occasionally, you hear another one of those cries, and this time you're fairly certain that that was a human or humanoid being, not a beast of any kind. It was a cry of pain spiced with terror. Uh, after your watch, who was taking second? I will take the second watch. You're still asleep, Kari. Or, sorry, you're, you're, uh, Kari is not asleep, in fact. She's just sort of settled down on her knees, and her head is bowed, and her hair, uh, and kind of cocked slightly to the side, and she's just staring, unblinking, kind of off into the distance and through the floor. And uh, so you're in your, your reverie trance, uh, reliving your memories and uh, recovering your strength that way, since elves do not sleep. I could take number two. Okay. Uh, the second watch passes. Uh, you likewise hear strange 
howls and screeches coming uh, from down this long, rough corridor. Um, the ones that you hear don't sound like any human that you've ever heard of. If it is a human making those noises, you shudder to think at what is drawing them out. Uh, so after about four hours, the second watch is drawing to its end. Kari, you blink your eyes and uh, stand up perfectly refreshed. You have finished your long rest and uh, can take your, your place doing whatever you wish. About this time, Glaz, your senses painfully, slowly return and drag you up out of this inky blackness, this dreamless, comatose sleep that, uh, that you find yourself erupting out of like an icy pool. <gasps> oh, that was awful. Are they dead? Where are they? What do I hit? He's sort of looking around. They're quite dead, darling. You fought like a noble warrior. You'll see them in the daytime. I look at Kari, and I just and then realize that she's kidding. And just, <laughs> what can I say? They hit me. And I went down. I was hoping to help more, but... Eh. Drink some of this. And she takes her water skin and kind of like, baby. You know, trying to mother him, <laughs> but like, awkwardly. Here you go. <laughs> Alright, so she tips a, tips a water skin uh, she tips a water skin into your mouth and you get uh, several long, deep drinks of cool uh, clear water, uh, which which helps quite a bit. So you have one hit point, <laughs> but you are you are Ugh. conscious with one hit point. Um, the rest of the watches pass tensely, and I would like Kane roll me a d twenty, please. That is a six. And they pass uneventfully. So you complete your long rest. Everyone recovers recovers your resources. Uh, you each yeah you recover your expended hit dice and your hit points. Uh, including Glaz, even though he was unconscious for a big chunk of it? Uh, Glaz, yeah, you can go ahead and finish the rest as well. And uh, those of you with reduced strength, it, uh, it, re it recovers. What were those things? My shadow attacked me, and it choked me, and then I fell asleep. Then I woke up. Um, so, Apparently I did not wake yeah. up after it attacked, mine attacked me. I did not appreciate it at all. Now yours was bigger, though, so it makes sense that you just slept longer. I do not think that is how that works, but we will go with that story for now. It makes sense to me. There were but more they of them. did pick me off at the ground. I don't know. But where are there more of them? I heard the screams and cries on my watch. Kane notes confirming that he heard it as well. Actually, on that note, Dan, uh, I imagine on yeah. my watch, because I had the last watch, uh, listening to the screams, can I roll Arcana uh, to see if that's familiar to a, anything I know about, like, uh, is this kind of like a ritual thing going on way down there? Well, um, uh, sure. Yeah, make an Arcana check. Okay. A 19. Okay. So listening to a single scream isn't going to tell you a whole lot. I mean, you know, even but, but listening to the patterns of the screams as you were as you were sitting there just kind of, you know, trying to keep your nerve about you with these 
terrible sounds echoing through the darkness and uh, wondering if at any moment another living shadow or unliving shadow, as the case may be, was about to peel itself off the wall and try to suck your soul away, you realize that there is a familiar cadence to when the screams and shrieks come about and you uh, get this kind of icy feeling in your gut that there is indeed some sort of ritualistic quality to them based on the timing alone. Uh, what, what is the timing between screams if, if they're that accurate? I mean, uh, it, it depends. It's a little bit more frequent at some parts and less at others, which, uh, which suggests to you perhaps less of a religious observance and maybe something with more specific and immediate purpose. Uh, so during one part of your watch, they happened perhaps only twice about 30 minutes apart. And then at another section, there was a burst of them, perhaps one, two or three minutes after the other. So, um, uh, if you guys are ready to go, I think they're doing some sort of ritual, um, that the screamings kind of has a pattern to it. Um, it is, it, it's not normal. Um, so it, there's someone doing something to someone down there. So, so I say be on edge. Okay. Especially if you see your shadow fucking stab it okay i don't care if you're like i like my shadow no it's fucking it's gonna try to choke you and then you're gonna be like oh i'm so i'm so tired and then you're gonna wake up and you know Kari's gonna be touching your face and you'll be like oh thanks Kari. and then uh then yeah here we are this is good advice truly you you can see the future cloak perhaps the item that we are looking for is in the hands of whomever is doing this to those over there I mean, so we kill them as fast as we can. Yes. And take their books. I think your advice is a good one. And he casts mage armor on himself as having gone down and all that sort of stuff. He would need to recast it. Maybe this time we stick together a little bit better. I did feel a little bit ambushed with the three of us there. Yeah, I'd say we'd be a little bit more paranoid as we make our way down this one. Yes, it seems as though... We have powerful entities out to get us. I suspect their name yes. is Dan. <laughs> we should push on. Yes. Beware of Dan, mother. <laughs> nice. Dan, mother. I like it. Okay, so uh, you're going to push on into these these uh, sort of rough-hewn natural corridors. Um, and uh, So who's going, in, who's going in first? Dan will go up front. I'll be behind... Uh, um, Kane, and I'm stealthing as well, um, and being actively paranoid, and fucking <laughs> stealthing. <laughs> I rolled that net one! Jumping, paranoid. <laughs> jumping at every fucking... attacking the wall. Every time he walks by a crevice in the wall and sees some darkness, he panics. Um, my stealth will be a 21 in total. 18. I'll be taking up the, the rear. Very nice. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm right there with him oh. on that one. I'm like, we're both jumping at shadows. <laughs> it's it's reared and encloaked just back to Geth. There's back one. Back to back. <laughs> There's one over there. Swipe. Get him! <laughs> 
I'm proud to I'm proud to serve with you against these shadows. <laughs> so the ones that are so are the uh, are are the rangers going to be taking the front rank ahead of the party again uh, a ways? Or are you just going to be at the front of the pack but sticking together? Kane will gesture for Cloak to hang back um, to stay with <laughs> the rest of the party as he's quite clearly jumpy, and Kane is going to. Um, <laughs> Uh, Kane is going to send uh, his owl ahead um, to uh, scout out. Um, it's not a familiar. It is just he's my bud. So um, right. Yep, yep. He's just a he is a trained owl. Got it. Uh, okay. So why don't you make me a stealth check for the owl? There we go. Uh, so it is stealth is plus three. Uh, that's a nat one. We are nat oneing for days. Okay. Oh my lord. <laughs> we are. It's the loudest flapping all... in the world. <laughs> all right. So, how long would you like to wait? You're just going to wait until the owl just kind of goes down and returns. Yeah. Like, what's what's the oh, the sort no. of training regimen that you have for it? Oh, it just, just kind of yeah. flies. For some until no, it no, sees no. something and then wall. comes back. <laughs> it's just <or>? life forever. <laughs> I, just, I just released the owl into the wild. Yeah, no, he um, and the, the yeah, so he'd be back windows. in sort of um, <laughs> he'd be back in sort of like if he doesn't like till the turn in the corridor or something like that. Uh, all right, so it just kind of takes off down the uh down the corridor. <laughs> 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 and you can hear it sort of like, like <laughs> what was that? <laughs> against a, a, a rock that was low hanging or a, a door frame or something. <laughs> uh, and so it, uh, after a minute or two, it flies back somewhat wobbly and sort of shakes its head and ruffles its feathers and settles back in on your shoulder. And it doesn't give you the, uh, it, it will, it, so it's trained to kind of signal if it detects Anything that it basically, you know, creatures, prey, that sort of thing, it does not signal. So clearly it did not encounter anything. I uh, I reach into sort of like uh, my jerkin, pull out something, probably just like scrap of meat or something, feed it, and uh, I'm going to... Uh... It snatches it in its beak and just sort of... <laughs> this bird sounds really fat and I love it. <laughs> it's... <laughs> <laughs> Yep, just it just gulps Super it right down. Why do you think it's so loud? Bumps everywhere. Why do you think it's so? It was just like it barely yeah. fit down the corridor. It was fucking messy. <laughs> Slapped into doors and windows. Who needs Josh to talk when we have all these owl sound effects? Oh, That's what I say. Man. Yeah, yeah. It's just a it's just a giant grumpy bitch like Archimedes <laughs> from the Sorcerer's Stone. Yeah. <laughs> yes, dude. Yes. Like, comically in my head, I think about this owl. It, it was stealthy when it left, and then when it comes back, and as soon as you feed it, it's like, <laughs> and like, it was just super loud <laughs> at that moment. And it's just like, God damn it. <laughs> oh, that noise. <laughs> All right. So, uh, so you guys can make your way down the hall. Um, can I keep a lookout for, because specifically we were ambushed before, can I keep a lookout for an ambush up ahead? Sure. Absolutely. So you would like to make an active search as you go on. Please roll with disadvantage. Okay, I can roll it again. That's right, the dim light. Because you guys are in the pitch blackness and seeing by your dark vision. Uh, that's a seven for me. I rolled, a, okay. I rolled a, a 19. Damn. Very good, very good. 
Are we all doing perceptions? I'm sorry. I mean, anyone who's taking an active search can, sure. The entire party is ahead of me. I would presume that they would warn me. Can I keep an eye behind us every now and then, though? Just, yeah. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. And and remember that, you know, your guy's passive perception is is a thing that's kind of always on, so. And active checks are made with disadvantage. Uh-huh. So we can just keep your four. Uh-huh. Good. <laughs> Except she rolled a three. <laughs> oh, no, we'll take the three. <laughs> Let me just set the bar a little lower there, Dan. <laughs> that's all right. Just limbo under it and you'll be good. <laughs> you think you think I can't do worse? I'll show you worse. <laughs> take a four. Not with that attitude. Uh, all right. So, uh, as you guys are kind of taking a minute to, to double check the corridor, your surroundings, make sure you're not being snuck up on or anything fun like that. Uh, cloak, you're able to determine that. So the corridor forks up ahead, you're able to determine that the sounds you hear are coming from the left fork and they still sound, they sound fairly distant. Um, I would, uh, grab Kane's cloak and like tug on it. Um, and so he that's like generally the symbol because he's always walking ahead of us that he knows that like I'm behind him and I'm trying to get his attention. Uh, and then I'm just like, like pointing to the left fork where the noises are coming from. He uh, he nods um, and uh, will sort of lead the party in that direction quietly as he can. Very good. All right. So you guys uh, set out down this corridor uh, and you pass by the right fork, which you've decided to ignore. Um, It looks like it goes down perhaps 30 feet or so with uh, some either smaller hallways or alcoves or something down toward the end. Um, And then it just ends sort of at a blank rock wall. Um, with no sounds or anything leading you that way, you just kind of ignore it. Uh, you push on and come to uh, sort of a T intersection, and you're able to, with that perception uh, earlier cloak, hone in that you want to take a right here, and that'll lead you toward the source of the screams. And so you can indicate that and head down that way. You head down a, a fairly lengthy corridor, perhaps 60 or 70 feet. And uh, you come to a four-way intersection. The left uh, pathway, the rough hewn or, or natural, uh, uh, cavern that you're following, uh, ends in a, um, a carved doorway and there is faint dim flickering light spilling out of it. Uh, can I roll perception into that room to see what I can see in there? Uh, yes, you may. And it's not at disadvantage anymore because there's light. So you don't need to, uh, like, I mean, you can just, you just kind of want to creep up to the room there? Yeah, uh, so, uh, and, like, peek in. So why don't you give me a, uh, why don't you give me a dexterity stealth check? Okay, hold on. Let me, let me put that dice down so it dissolves away. Uh, stealth roll. Uh, by the way, Dan, we have a, uh, a viewer decision, so you can ask our audience a question. Ooh, a viewer decision. Here I go. <sighs> yeah, let's see how your stealth check does. Uh... 16. All right. Uh, so I will keep a viewer decision in mind. All right. So uh, you creep up to the doorway and you can see that this is a constructed chamber that is long and rectangular. You can see that you're at kind of the, uh, the top left corner uh, of, uh, of the, the longer end and it just sort of stretches out. So you look around to your left and you can see this long room with three, uh, perhaps, 
five foot wide columns supporting its length as it goes down. Um, there are various niches and alcoves and down on the far end, it's probably a good, uh, 70 feet long, quite long. Uh, there are various niches and alcoves and you can see another, uh, corridor down on the far end. Close to you, however, there are, uh, candles burning by the doorway on these little, uh, little stone shelves next to either side. And you can see that there are clusters of candles everywhere in the room. They're sitting on a table. They're sitting on boxes, uh, old rotten barrels and casks. And there are iron cages scattered about the room that have these candles covered in, in melt, uh, dripping melted wax uh, all over them and just running down the black bars. Many of the cages are empty. You can smell uh, blood. It smells coppery as you, uh, as you approach this room. And you can hear sort of whimpering and you see figures moving in several of the cages. Some of them are too small to be human, uh, and you catch sight of what looks like um, perhaps a dog or a wolf in one of them, and you can see fluttering of feathers in another. Looking down the side, you see uh, an, a black stone altar has been erected, uh, looks like fairly recently, out of just some of the surrounding stonework that's kind of been broken apart and then repurposed. And you can see this one has four large black candles burning on, uh, on the corners of it. And there is a weakly struggling human man sort of bent over the back of it with thick iron chains holding his wrists and ankles down. There is a figure in a uh, just kind of a, a very simple white linen robe standing in front of the body and holding this knife up. And just as you're looking around, he is intoning an umbral and drives the blade into the, into the individual's heart, who gives one strangled cry, stiffens against the chains, and then goes still. What did he say in umbral? Yeah, what did he say in umbral? Uh, what did he say in umbral? Uh, he said, um, why don't you give me a perception? Uh, give me a perception check to see how well you made it out. 14. Uh, 18. I rolled a 15 plus three. Uh, all right. Okay, so he said, I'll just jot this down so we all remember. I got a 17. We're all linguists. I'm a shadow fae. Come on. There are quite a few linguists. I was going to say, all you umbral speakers. Aren't you cunning? Why you got to be so edgy? Not edgy. She's not an edgy character. She's supposed to be a good character, just for you, Squall. Super good. Okay, so the, the last bit of this uh, just sort of low droning uh, incantation or prayer or chant that you managed to catch, all of you managed to make it out. He says, reveal the path, reveal the heart, and then drives this blade into this poor guy's chest and pulls down and you hear the soft cracking of his sternum. Do I recognize as a kind of a religious intonement or something like, is he trying to open up a shadow road? What is he doing? That's possible. It would, I, so I would say not any shadow road, any particular shadow road you've ever heard of, but that is a distinct possibility that it could be a part of a ritual for opening a shadow road. Um... So near this person with the, just the white linen drape and the hood pulled up over its face. And you can see uh, probably a human, 
um, based on the uh, just the the build and the uh, the, the stature, and you can see perhaps uh, the lower jaw and the mouth. Uh, judging by that structure, uh, it doesn't look like an elf or anything like that. Um, there is another figure nearby standing against one of those uh, big, thick square columns. And uh, this figure is wearing a black robe, much like the other ones that you saw before, although it's in um, better condition. It's not as tattered. It's not as filthy. Uh, this uh, is very likely a man, masculine figure, uh, also humanoid in appearance. Every bit of exposed body outside of that long black robe is wrapped in white linen bandages. Each individual finger, the, the entire face, there's like a bare slit for uh, where you can see the eyes gleaming through and the hood is kind of pushed halfway back. And he is standing with his arms kind of crossed in front of him and he has two wicked iron sickles uh, held and he's just sort of... Uh, his eyes are downcast, so he's observing this but not uh, not watching it directly and just have this has this kind of reverent cast about him as this is going on. So what are you guys doing immediately who are snuck up to the door there? Uh, I would I would turn to Kane and be like, "Are you this right? That guy's a warrior. That guy's, I think he's magic-y, but I can't really say if he is. I don't know what. Uh, we could try to sneak in there and dis- disrupt the ritual." Kane nods, uh, and very quietly is going to draw his sword. So uh, as you're drawing your sword and, and kind of you're ducked back to whisper to him uh, a cloak, there is a rustling of feathers and you kind of look back and you see this gray, ash gray and black owl standing on one of the cages and it's looking at you, uh, cloak, and it sort of tilts its head all the way to the side so its eyes are vertical and its eyes are gleaming with this bizarre bluish shine in the candlelight and it opens its beak and then opens what appears to be a humanoid mouth under its beak with sort of large white teeth and it says in umbral we have guests fuck you're so dead (laughs) can I shoot the bird I cast bless. All right, let's roll initiative. <laughs> yeah, because we're kind of some of us are kind of like around the corner. Oh lord. Yeah, yeah, you guys are around the corner, but you can hear this stuff happening, uh, and it sounds like uh, initiative is is uh, on the order. All right, I have eighteen. Yes, I'm doing it. So thirteen. Ooh, Glad's with a nat twenty. Twelve. Baby, that's more like he it. He died first nice. again. Hopefully not. <laughs> Ooh, harsh. These guys, oh my god, I know. Oh, this is what I wish I did. I wasn't such a fan of Tome of Beasts. <laughs> oh, you know what oh, these yeah. are. Like, I swear I've heard of these <laughs> things before. Well, when Kari sees it, she'll know exactly oh, what it yeah. is. <laughs> Haven't had a lot of Midgard Monday reviews yet. What's going on? Uh, there's a creature that you're going to recognize here once we have here. Oh, man. I've got to adjust some windows. Sorry for the delay here, guys. That's okay. We can all talk about how screwed we are, guys. <laughs> um, yeah, I can confirm totes. we're screwed. Can, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Well, we have already gotten all of our ones out of the way, so how bad could it be? We're going to nail this one. Uh, Dan, while the chat waiting, is there any idea for a viewer decision question we can get polling in? Sure. 
Um, all right, viewers. Well, I'm going to be a dick on this one. Sorry, guys. Do you want to see blinded or grappled? Oh. Is that what you're asking, chat? Yep. Choose between blinded or grappled. All right, here's a poll for you guys. Vote in this. As everybody in the party immediately goes to vote. Yep. I know what you're talking about. <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. That's not what I'm doing. No, not at all. My insight is on all of you. <laughs> oh god, oh god, the votes, the votes. Oh my god, this is fluctuating so massively. <laughs> this is tense. Oh my god, it's neck and neck. I'm not gonna look I'm not looking anymore. I'm not looking anymore. I, yeah, I yeah, can't. Yeah. Twenty two votes, eleven apiece. <gasps> oh, oh, oh. I don't wanna know. Nope, it's I love it. I love it. It's perfectly zen. <laughs> I don't want to look. Is it just neck and neck? It is <laughs> literally 50-50. Yeah. It's 100 oh every... My God. It's it, 10, 10 apiece, 11 apiece, 12 apiece. It's both if there's a tie, right, <gasps> oh, Go to bed. Go to bed. Oh. So no, are people 13, still... It's 13-13. I'll tell you what, Dan. We'll get back to you on it. <laughs> Let's start the combo. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, we're gonna need it real soon, but okay. So let's figure are, are all your initiatives in the uh, yes. in the thinger there. All right, we got a twenty-one. Good, 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 good. Mine's an eighteen. Now I need to add the plus one to it. Okay, got it. Uh, very good. So twenty-one. Be glass. All right, it's blinded. I'm calling it there. <laughs> I mentioned I was in the back, right? Several times. You did. Okay. did. Uh, let's see, twelve. I have a twelve. Cloak, roll off with me. Just a D, just a straight up D twenty. Okay, hold on. Woo! Thirteen. One one less. Thirteen. All right. Something gets to go before me. That's what I'm assuming. Correct. Alrighty. So, you guys, uh, your intentions as you have been apparently spotted by this strange human mouth having talking owl, uh, it sounded like uh, you intended violence. Am I correct in that? Yes. <laughs> Big All scary right. mouth bird saying we have visitors? Yeah. But, and a dude with two sickles like sitting in the corner? Yeah, that's a. I'm yeah, and a dude with dude with yeah two iron sickles sitting in the corner and some and completely weird... wrapped up in bandages and maybe a mummy, you know, I'm gonna shoot him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who knows? Let's hope it's not a mummy. That'd be it. I, I, really I hope, hope people have radiant damage now. <laughs> oh, mummies are horrible in Midgard. There are so many awful things that live in. I can't change my cantrips, dude. Those are. Like stationary. Yeah, same. That's it. I have zero There's sacred no flame. sacred flames coming, buddy. Guiding bolt is a level one spell. Yeah, we go guiding bolt. Okay, so uh, you guys move into the room as you have been spotted. Your and your cover blown. Um, you head in and you see that scene I described before with the the soft golden candlelight uh, bathing the room. And th by virtue of your dark vision, you are now essentially in bright light. Um, you can see in these cages several, um, they look like uh, large dogs of various breeds. Um, some of them are just sort of lying still at the bottom of the cages and have like weird whitish gray patches streaked across their fur and aren't moving. Uh, others are cowered and whimpering. Uh, some look terrified, others look like they're uh, struggling to breathe. Uh, in smaller cages, you can see owls and hawks 
uh, likewise sort of um, uh, in, in various states of terrified, dead, injured, dying. And then you can see two of those grayish black mottled owls, the one that spoke at you. You see two of them near the cages and uh, back on the far side of the room in a large alcove where they have bedded down are two massive muscled hounds with gleaming blue eyes and teeth that just seem to wisp with this black shadowy, uh, almost like smoke, like darkness that uh, wafts out of their jaws. And uh, so as you guys are moving in, Glaz, you can act. You're first in the order. Glaz, uh, having last time had all this, you know, this shadow on its first hit on him go down. He's like, uh, he's loaded for bear. And he comes around the corner and sees, uh, I assumed like the tail end of this white robed figure plunging this knife in and saying these words or whatever, the, the mm-hmm. bloody knife on an altar. And, He's just like, no, what are you doing? Why would you do this? And he reaches sort of underneath of the uh, the moose uh, skin and this glowing orb comes out from underneath of it and that's uh, filled with flames and whoosh, he throws it out, casting chromatic orb at the white-robed figure. Ooh, all right. That's my favorite spell. Come on. On a 14. A 14. All right. So uh, the blazing ball of flame streaks toward him and he kind of looks over at you and snarls a single word. And as he does, you reel back as if struck in the face by something and uh, you, you feel blood begin to trickle out your nose and Kari, your blood runs cold as you hear this word. The rest of you, you feel these strange uh, symptoms come over you. Cloak, you get suddenly nauseous and almost barf all over the doorframe where you're hiding. Uh, Kane, your, uh, your fangs feel like they're trying to pull themselves out of your gums and you can taste a little bit of blood. Um, uh, Riodan, your fingernails begin to hurt and ache, and you can see bruising in your nail beds and creeping up your fingers just from the sound of this word. And uh, and as he does, the the spell just sort of uh, crackles apart and just unravels in the air. So, uh, do you have anything else you'd like to do? Uh, any more movement you would like to take? Uh, no, I think he'll just move over like to one side. So we're not all clumped up right at the door. Um, and, okay, sure. uh, he kind of looks to the Do you want to maybe like take some cover behind the cages? Yeah, or take some like cover that? behind the cages. And he sort of looks around, uh, okay. to, uh, the rest of the party and goes, okay, folks, we are fucked now. <laughs> uh, and Kari, in case it wasn't clear that that word echoes in your mind and it starts to bring up. Uh, memories of those words you heard the figure in your vision barking uh, to the sky as it cut that strange massive creature's heart out if you recall Um, so at that he wrenches the knife in the poor bastard's chest splitting it asunder and you can see it just pops his ribcage open and he reaches in and grabs the man's heart and whispers one more thing in umbral. A wave of black belches out of the chest cavity like a shockwave and runs over all of you. I need everyone to make a DC 13 constitution save, please. Uh, how could this happen to me? (laughs) 
It was 13, DC 13. Is that what you said? Oh, no, DC 13 is correct. Did we all fail? Holy. Glass saved. Barely. Are we all Yes. All right. So, so Glass, this wave of darkness reels over you, and and you can feel your muscles kind of seize up, and your vision goes black for a moment. But you you center yourself, open your eyes, and the light slowly returns. The rest of you, this icy pain stabs into your eyes, and your vision goes dark. Do we have to make a save for our familiars as well? Your yes, you may make saves for for your familiars slash animal companions as well. Come on, kitty. That twenty. Yeah. Go, nice. kitty, go. Uh, you want to make one for the out? Yeah. There we go. Oh dear. All right. So um, the owl gives a strangled cry and sort of stiffens in the air and f- topples down to the ground and lies still on the stone. Um, the rest of you can't see shit. Um, Kari, your cat can still see just fine. Uh, but it screams in pain as this black wave washes over it. But um, thanks to its origin, it doesn't seem like it's in any way uh, otherwise harmed. Uh, the animals in the cages all just shriek and yowl in pain and terror, and several of them go quiet and stop moving. Uh, so... There's that. That happened on 20. The uh, the figure that just did that looks over his shoulder, Glaz, that you can see toward the, uh, the one with the sickles and says, kill them. I can't be stopped now. And he says something as he walks past the, uh, the pillar and vanishes in this strange black smear in the air that swallows him up. Uh, you recognize it as something akin to a dimension door spell. Son of a bitch. Uh, right. So, Kari, your turn. Um, I am going to attempt to look through my cat's eyes, Va- Vashrin's eyes, and um, take a shot at whatever is closest to me with my bow. All right. So, uh, so Vashrin um, sort of jumps to the side, and your senses flow into his, and you can indeed see through his eyes. Uh, so near you, nearest the door, there are two of those owl things. There are, uh, which you recognize right now, those are Strix. Those are intelligent creatures um, and you know that uh, they will sometimes serve as familiars to a creature S-T-R-I-X? that they... Um, S-T-R-Y-X? And they will sometimes serve as, uh, as familiars for creatures that they uh, enter into a pact with. And, uh, but yeah, yeah, they are, they are intelligent Owl-like creatures, and uh, sometimes Shadowfey will use them as messengers and spies. Hmm. So there's two of those nearby on the cages. There are two Shadowhounds uh, across the way, and then there's that uh, strange, dark-clad, bandage-wrapped figure that is limbering his sickles and looks like getting ready to charge. I'm going to fire at him then. Uh, I don't know that my companions are blinded, so... Uh, it's pretty easy to tell that something's something's up with them. Can't see. Uh, uh, that's a ten total. Ten total. Uh, so the arrow fires in, and um, he just kind of uh throws himself to the side, and it goes wide and off into the uh into the darkness. 
or dimness, I suppose, as it would be. Uh, right, so that's Kari. Would you like to move or, or go anywhere else, or are you good where you are? No, I'm, I'm pretty far back, and I don't think that he knows that I can see through the cat. So if I can just get the cat to hide, I guess, because it's my only way of seeing right um, now? Sure, the cat can maybe duck behind the cages, and you can make a stealth check for it. Okay. Is eight in total? Eight in total, all right. Got it. Uh, so, the dark full, the dark servant will uh, dart forward and strike at. Let's see who came into the room. He's going to strike at once at cloak, and who else was up there? Once at glass. So this is going to be at advantage. Oh, uh, not against glass. Because you are blind. Uh, right, uh, against Cloak. Ooh, but uh, all right. So Cloak, as you're you're struggling to uh, to to come to your to, to kind of get your bearings and uh, and not lose your your rations all over the floor, you hear the sound of a charging enemy and like a hissed battle cry, and your cloak whips up and just forms this this protective striking barrier that knocks its sickle away. And then he was just oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Glaz, there's a strike at you, unfortunately not with advantage, but that'll still go ahead and hit. Uh, so he strikes you with his sickle for six slashing damage. Okay. That is uh, Riordan, your turn. Alright, and Sketchy donated a wild magic surge, which reads that the next person amongst us to die... Uh, their name becomes synonymous with treachery. So when one of us dies, our name becomes synonymous with treachery. It's pretty cool. Great. He does this good. Is that a sort of thing that sticks around forever? So whichever one you. of you dies? Yeah, that's up, that's oh, okay. up to you. To, to you really glazed this up. Okay. <laughs> really glazed <laughs> Apparently, uh, uh, I have earned my <laughs> reputation of being... And that's one of the party, right? One of the that's party. Right, yeah. Uh, yeah. All right, I'll make a note there's, of that. There's, a gl- there's, a gl- there's like a glazed look, and then there's a glazed look, which is just... And then a glazed look, which betray. is completely different, yeah. Okay, can I cast Bless when I'm blind? Uh, I believe you need to be able to see your targets to cast Bless. Yeah, it's, yeah, it says you bless a free creature of your choice within range. Oh, of your choice within range? Then you don't need to be able to see them. You just need to be aware of them. Yep. So I give a Bless to... What's tough? Oh, I think... Yeah, I think uh, Carrie and Cloak and Kane because um, I think that... Uh, Glass uses more uh, spell saving throws. So, um, okay. For the next one minute concentration, you have, uh, whenever you make an attack roll or saving throw, uh, you can roll a d4 and add to the number rolled to the attack roll or saving throw. So, we should start hitting things a bit more and making more saves. Um, I draw my rapier and uh, I'm going to dive into whatever, whatever cover I can behind a wall or behind a pillar or something like that. Uh, okay, so you're kind of stumbling around a little bit at the moment, uh, yeah. and you think you can get around behind one of the cages, and you hear a soft at your feet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, that's good. That's all I need. Good, good kitty. 
Good, good kitty. <laughs> All right, so uh, so the blessing of fortune rains down upon a few of you guys. Those of you who are blessed, please remember to add your D four to attack rolls and saving throws because I will probably forget who has it. Um, wait, wait, wait. So all, my attack rolls and saving throws are plus four. I got blessed, right? I heard my name, Kari. Plus, yes, you, uh, yes. You D4. roll a D four and add the result. It's not flat yep. four. It's whenever D4. you make, whenever you make an attack roll or saving throw. All right. Uh, so you can hear the bang of the shadow hounds as they dart forward. Uh, one attacks. You know what? They're going to gang up on you, Glass, oh, and use no. their pack tactics. Seriously? <laughs> <laughs> so my name is going to go down in. Uh, no, 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 no. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. These guys don't have pack tactics, so they will attack. Uh, they will attack just normally. So we'll do one on Glass. Go which, for the uh, blind people. It's jaws snap. <laughs> <laughs> its jaws uh, snap around your wrist, but you just kind of take it on your force armor and your uh, your rocky hide. And we're going to have another one at... Um, this one is going to go for cloak. And this will go with advantage because you are blinded. Uh, 14. So that's a 17 to hit. I think that will yeah, probably get that you. Will. All right, so you will take four points of piercing damage. You need to make a strength saving throw as it tries to bear you down to the ground. All right, uh, let me roll a d4 with this as well. Uh, uh, eight. An eight, eh? All right, yeah, so you can you are, uh, you are suddenly dr- uh, driven into the ground by this uh, thing that's bigger than you, <laughs> snapping its jaws at your shoulder. Uh, so you are knocked prone. Kane, your turn. Um, I have my sword drawn. Uh, can I hear where these hounds are? Yes, yes, you can. They are not hiding. They're not stealthy. You can gauge where they are uh, pretty easily. Okay, cool. So I will make an attack then. Uh, disadvantage, I presume. Indeed. Uh, disadvantage, that's a 12. Uh, plus my d4. Uh, plus one. Plus so one. Thirteen. Your saber strikes true, and you hear a yelp of pain. Give me damage, please. Sorry, cloak. <laughs> I'm presuming I hit cloak. Uh, that's max <laughs> max damage. Uh, that's uh, twelve. Damn. All right. So you you listen and you hear the pounding steps, and it uh, as it leaps at you, you just kind of spin and slash. You hear this shriek of pain, and then a distinct wet thump. And then nothing from it. It is slain. Oh, was this? Is this the one on me? Yeah. Uh, yes. 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 Indeed, it is. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> All right. So you hear fluttering of wings, Kari. You are struck at by one of the Strix's talons. All right. 13, it's not, this is not happening. Okay, all right. So you are raked for a mighty one point of, uh, of slashing damage. Uh, another one will fly over to you, Ryodan, and will strike at you. Uh, you likewise are struck for one point of damage, and please make a constitution saving throw to maintain your concentration on Bless. Oh. DC 10. You can do it, buddy. Come on, Bless Simple dust, simple dust. Simple task. Yeah, 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 that's what we like to Dirty see. 20. Boom. You barely even register the pain. Yeah. Uh, Glaz, top of the order. It's you, buddy. Uh, so what have I got around me? I've got uh, 
so you have a a shadow hound and this dark servant. I got this. Yeah, I got this is, big. Uh, I got this big guy sales. on me. Uh, I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna try to do my frostbite on him, and uh, I reach out again uh, where before I gathered fire together. Uh, I've now gathered ice upon my hands, and I let out a blast of cold at this guy for a con save of twelve. Alrighty. DC 12 constitution. All right, so he will pass that, and uh, he will sort of the the cold will wash over him, and uh, and doesn't doesn't manage to take hold. Uh, so on uh, initiative count twenty, those of you who are blinded, you can make another Constitution saving throw. Please remember. Um, I don't think I got a turn. Blesses. Oh, did I? I did skip cloak. I am so sorry, sir. Remember your plus D fours to um, save guys. Okay. Yep. That means I'll get to make my saving throw again, right? That one doesn't count. <laughs> Am I making another saving throw? Yes. Okay, hold on. I gotta add a D four to this too. Fuck, man. There we go. Uh, oh, why one? Why one cloak? Yeah, I got a ten. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, you got it. Oh, I got a ten. Okay, 10 is what you're looking for to, to, to shake these off. Okay. So those of you who made a 10 or better, you are no longer blinded. The veil lifts from your eyes. Uh, so Cloak, go ahead and take your turn, buddy. Okay, uh, so I'm still blinded at this point, right? Uh, during this turn? Yes. Okay, um, so as I get up, uh, I'm hearing that guy swing at Glaz over there, and like kind of predicting, he also kind of mm-hmm. swung at me, so he's close by me. I'm going to use my other crit, to uh, jump at him and be on his back and be like, nah! <laughs> All right, so you jump up and, and begin hacking at his, uh, at his neck. Mm-hmm. So your blade bites. Give me critical damage. Uh, this will be five. Oh, oops, I'm sorry. Plus another D8. Yep. Whoa. Okay, uh, ten damage in ten. total. All right. Uh, he cri- cries out in pain as you begin hacking at his neck and shoulders. Yeah. Uh, he's been like, I can't wait to see your face. Can't wait to see your face. And that's that's what he's saying <laughs> as he's stabbing him. Get nice. Him. Uh, all right. So then we're back up. Kari, your turn. Uh, since there is one that slashed at me, I'm presuming it's right in front of me. So I'm just going to shadow claw its face, hopefully. Uh, oh yeah. Seven plus four, and then I guess plus my spell attack bonus plus would your be D4. fourteen. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, you got it. All right, so that will be a D eight of cold damage or D ten. Sorry, I thought it was D D ten. Yeah, D ten yeah. for claws. Ah, three damage. All right, uh, it cries out in pain but is uh, still alive. I will. Oh, I can't move back. That'll give an attack of opportunity, huh? It will, yes. Oh, I'm going to hold my but ground. But you know then. that, it, like, it... So it has uh, the the claws. Um, you know they're not terribly formidable, so... I mean, it is just kind of a tiny little bird-like owl dude. Put my shield in front of me and just get ready then for the next round. Okay, so you're just going to stand and take it? Mm-hmm. Uh, right, so the Dark Servant. Uh, let's see, the Hound that was on Cloak is dead, unfortunately, but there is one on, uh, Glaz, right? 
There's a yeah, there's a hound on glass. Alright, so this this dark figure is going to strike at you with advantage thanks to the distraction caused by the hound. Uh, and he is going to hit you, Glaz. You will take uh, five points of slashing damage. Son of a gun. And he'll strike at Cloak. Uh, Cloak, I've got a uh, 14 to hit you. No. No. All right. So uh, it scrapes off of your armor. Uh, Rio Dan. So, um, Dan? Yeah. Uh, I... I, I uh, because uh, McLoken had, had sort of jumped in towards the end of the thing because you had missed him in the order. Um, sure. Because oh, you didn't get your turn. Well, I got my attack, but I didn't get my bonus action. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's let's do that. Well, because that's I wanted to use my bonus action to do my uh, do my re arc my uh, inhuman vigor to roll a d six for to, to there roll you a go. Hit die. Yeah, spend spend hit die <laughs> because yeah. All right. So as these things are as these things are savaging glass, you can see the wounds swiftly beginning to knit themselves and the bleeding stops. And so I need to roll that. Uh, it's a d6 plus three. D6. Five. Excuse me, five points. Okay, cool. There you go. So yeah, yeah right. he starts knitting back together as uh, these things are attacking him. Yep, yep. Got it. Rio Dan, your turn. I think we're, we're all good. Back in the order now. There is a Strix on me at the moment, right? There is, yes, there is a Strix on you. All right, let's, uh, let's give it a swipe with the rapier. Get him. Impudent little thing. Uh, that is a 20, dirty 20. Oh, yeah, that hits. That hits, Filthiest but of good. Uh, oh, God, only three points of damage. Three points of damage. All right, you, uh, you catch it a, a faint slice on, uh, on its belly. You see feathers kind of drift down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right. The remaining Shadowhound uh, attempts to bite uh, Glass and fails. I believe between your mage armor and your thick hide, you just kind of uh, shove one of your fists and just sort of bop it in the mouth and knock it aside. Well, do things get off get of me. Of you. Go fight one of the, 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 the blood guys. Cloak, your turn. <laughs> You're not blinded turn. He would just look at Glaz as uh, as he's like uh, coming up and like stabbing uh, into uh, the guy who is kind of facing him. But he's like just looking at Glass, mm-hmm. having a conversation as he's making this attack. And he's like, that's why I don't run into a room. And then he's just like stabbing into this uh, <coughs> man uh, with a 10 plus 4, 14 plus a D4, which is a 18 to hit. Man, bless, bless is friggin' awesome. Yeah, you get him. You get up under the uh, armor concealed under his robes. My blood is hungry. Uh, so he takes uh, seven damage. Seven. All right. He uh, he sort of grunts and staggers back as you uh, you cut a, a thin slice through his robes. Okay. Uh, and I, like I would look at him and be like, you really need to pay attention to me and not so much him over there because I'm I'm more of a worry. I don't know if you know that. <laughs> All right. Um, okay. Uh, Kane, your turn. Uh, I am going to. I'm going to. Now I'm not no longer blinded and can see that my owl is still on on the floor. I'm going to turn to this guy and Kane lets out a guttural snarl 
and is going to go for him uh, backing up Cloak. So going after the the the, the dark servant. Ooh, that's yeah. Oh, that's what. Oh, that is a 20. critical hit, sir. So Damn. yeah, there's just a vicious. And uh, with that, that'll be uh, thirteen damage. And you should have really paid attention to him. <laughs> uh, what manner of weapon you use? You use like um, uh, it's it's like an Eastern, uh, like a like a like a, Dao like a Chinese yeah, style yeah, yeah. saber. You said yeah. right, like a Dao yeah. right? So it's essentially a long sword, yeah. Uh, it's a rapier, technically, yeah. Okay, all right. So it's so it's a light. Uh, got it. So it's like a saber. Got it. All right. So you uh, you dart in, and as he's kind of distracted by the cut to the belly he just took from um, from cloak, you just uh, come in over his guard and you hack down at his shoulder, and your blade uh, gets stopped by his collarbone, but only just, and and now you can see blood beginning to flow uh, down his shoulder and staining his robe sticky and dark. Uh, so the Strix, so we have one Strix attacking, uh, Kari, I believe, uh, that will hit Kari. You take another point of slashing damage and Riodan, uh, you manage to fend it off, uh, just sort of swat it away with your blade. So it doesn't manage to get a hold of you with its talons. And uh, the one fighting you, Riodan, its human-like mouth opens up under its beak again, and it says, you must know you're going to die down here, Dampier. And so that's Glaz, your turn. Uh, so Glaz, um, seeing this uh, guy in front of him, how's he looking? Uh, he is blooded now. He, he looks like he's beginning to, to flag under the weight of the wounds you've dealt him, and he is, he is, uh, blood is now flowing, so he is quite wounded. So in uh, in in uh, game terms, he's below half hit. Okay, Glass actually just being annoyed with this guy is going to uh, pull out his staff, his quarter staff, and sort of basically uh, grip up on it and just take a big old swing at uh, this guy with his quarter staff because yeah, he's about tired of him. So let's see what he does. Get him with a natural one. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so he just kind of uh, he kind of hooks your staff with his sickle, twists it around, and and kicks it, and almost knocks it out of your grasp. But uh, despite the stinging pain, you're able to keep hold of your weapon. I do not like this man. I do not like him at all. <laughs> Kill him. <laughs> anything else? Uh, anything else from Glass? I don't have anything left. Yeah. All right, Kari, your turn. Just a regular group of heroes here. Kari's gonna draw her sword and slash out at the Strix in front of her. All right. Get him. For a nat one! No, wait, seven. Never mind. Okay, God. No, that's not a nat one. <sighs> I was so scared. Okay. Total of ten, I believe. You uh, get a with plus her. four. As well. uh, oh, that's right. Four. Fourteen. Or, no, a d4. No. A d4. Yeah, that's you, right. So you, ten d4. plus... D4. D4. Ten plus two is twelve. Ah, 12. So it manages to just flutter uh, up uh, uh, just a hair out of your reach. You barely miss it. Um, do you want to move or do anything else, or are you good? So the man that is giving all of the directions is on the other end. Uh, how far away is he? So he's probably, uh, let's see, from where you are, he actually rushed up on uh, Glaz and uh, Cloak, and then you were kind of over on the side. So he's maybe 10 feet away from you. 
Okay. I want... Uh, it's fairly dark, I'm assuming, because I'm still in the back of the the hallway. Uh, is there any shadow around me whatsoever? Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, you're essentially... You're in dim light. It's just okay. candlelight all around you. Uh, I'm so. going to misty step behind him then, and if I can be coming out in the appearance of having my sword at his throat uh, from behind him, then awesome. If not, then just being behind him will work for me. I mean, you can have your weapon sort of at him. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so Kari concentrates for a moment and takes a step, and halfway through her step, she just sort of melts into the flickering shadows around her, and then as she finishes her step, she appears behind the, uh, the robed servant with her blade striking for his throat, which we will get to on your next turn, I believe. Um, all right, the Dark Servant. Uh, he is going to strike at Cloak. Uh, if I can find where my fantasy ground was. There it is. Um, oh, dear. Well, I've been critted twice. All in that 20s. Oh, my God. One. This is dramatic. Oh, a minimum damage roll, though, so that's five mighty points of slashing damage from that critical. Wow. <laughs> that could have been so much worse. He, like, hooks him good, like, probably, like, in the back, uh, probably gets a sickle on him and right. does a little bit, but the cloak kind of, like, pushes it off a little bit. But he's like, oh! Oh! You're still yeah, up? Yeah, I'm still up. I, You're still I'm up still up? up, but he's not. All right, he takes his his second swipe at you. And I believe that's going to be a 19. That's a 20, actually. It's a 20. So I believe that will hit you. So you're going to take six points of slashing damage from the second strike as he kind of has you hooked. Yeah. uh, And then uh, I'm down. You see, like, he just comes across his chest and he, like, cloak flies back and not even making a noise. He just thumps to the ground uh, and just is unconscious. All right. Uh, cloak drops to the ground, the ground, and is bleeding profusely from those sickle wounds. Uh, that is the cloak, dark servant. He's no. done. Rio done. Your turn. K.O. Um, okay. Uh, still got a Strix on me, so there's not much I can do right now other than swipe at it. Oh, good dice. 19 to hit. You got him. Give me some damage. Seven points of damage. All right. You skewer it through the breast, and it Uh. opens its mouth and screams with this disturbingly humanoid scream. And then just sort of falls back limp and slides off your sword. And I move towards Cloak. Okay. Move towards Cloak. No problem. You can get up right behind his body if you wish. Uh, Shadowhound. It looks like there is one Shadowhound remaining, and it will take a bite at Glaz. Uh, but again, you're able to sort of uh, jump back out of the way, and you sort of whip it with the uh, the end of your cloak and swat its muzzle away from you. Bad dog. The, the end of your uh, your hide toga. Yes, bad dog. Get away. Um, go, bad. Go away. Get back, doggy. <laughs> cloak. I need a death saving throw, sir. Here we go, everyone. Oh, uh, not again. In before that one. In before that one. Uh, 19. <laughs> oh, oh, look at that. Oh. That is a success, okay. ladies and gentlemen. Success. All right. Uh, so success for you. Kane, your turn, sir. 
once again, you're you are spattered with Cloak's blood from the uh, the backswing of the sickle. <laughs> uh, as a free action, I believe I can draw a dagger in my offhand. Absolutely. Yeah. As um, your free interaction, yep. Uh, in which case, I'm going to make a uh, first attack with my uh, saber at this guy again. Um, for a 22. Solid hit. Um, and that is oh, minimum damage of 5. Still a, a palpable and significant hit. He's beginning to uh, feel the loss of blood and the fatigue setting in, and it's slowing his reflexes, and you get a good slice on his upper arm. And can I, uh, with my offhand, make So I feel attack? like, yeah, unfortunately not, because your your other weapon isn't light, because it's, it's mechanically a rapier, right? So it doesn't have the light property. Both Ooh. weapons have to be light for you to, to weapon fight with it. Yes, sorry, I forgot about that. That's all right. I thought I thought it was yeah no okay right in which case yeah 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 without the feet they both have to be light um, so that is Kane's turn there is one remaining Strix uh, the one on Riodan has been destroyed uh, so this one is going to flutter over near it's going to flutter over near Kane and swipe at him with his claws mostly it's just providing a distraction uh, it gets a uh, fifteen to hit you. Kane, what's your armor class? Uh, 15 uh, hits. Um, I'm going to use my dagger, though, which is exactly why I drew it, to up my AC. Uh, which is... Uh, let me just see. I can't remember what the rule is called. Uh, I had it in front of me. Uh, main gosh. Uh, when wielding both a rapier and a dagger, you may use your reaction after being attacked to roll a d4 and add the result to your armor class. Oh, that's so cool! Oh, is that from the... Um, yeah. Is yeah. that the from things. the... Um, yeah, uh, the the weapon things. Okay, all right, cool. Yeah. Uh, so there you go. Uh, uh, so my AC jumps up to a sixteen. So yeah, you uh, he um oh, jumps he up to a seventeen. You, you, yes. uh, Happy days. Seventeen, seventeen. Yep. No, he just hit you. So you uh so you managed to twist the uh the left hand dagger around and and cause the Strix to dart back as it tries to attack you or risk being slashed. Uh, so it misses. Um, right, that was the Strix. Glaz, your turn. So I've still got I've got this bloodied guy in front of me. Um, oh, to hit him or to to hit him or to try to freeze him. Um, seeing as we've got all these, Kari's uh, going to need to get away. I'm going to try to do frostbite so I can get rid of his uh, his um, his uh, his reaction, so she can get away to go. Uh, possibly heal cloak so um he needs to make a dc12 constitution saving throw come on uh yes constitution saving throw uh he attempts to save he passes on so despite his blood spewing out amongst the uh the the mingled fluids of all of these sacrificial victims and uh and innocent critters dying around you he uh he manages to shake off the cold uh, do you have anything else you wish to do, sir? Well, I'm also in melee, so I'm not going to back off and get the opportunity attack. So, uh, yeah, because if he... Fair <laughs> enough. I'm going to go down. So. Kari, your turn. You have bamfed out of the shadows directly behind him. And for that one 
that one comforting instant, you sort of skimmed the edge of the Shadow Realm and took a deep breath of the, the air of home and then appeared behind him. <laughs> I was going to give him the opportunity to yield, but... Is there any way I can subdue him? Can I, like, try to kick out the back uh, yeah, of his sure. knees and, like, hold the sword to him so, like, if he moved it would do damage to him? Um... So that would be along the lines of, like, uh, if you wanted to... You'd need to have him kind of at your mercy in some way to do that. Um, what you can do if you want to subdue him is if you drop him to zero hit points with a melee attack, you can choose to knock him out instead of kill him. I don't think that we're quite there yet. So uh, I'm just going to... Instead of going for his throat, can I turn it around and try to slash out the back of his legs? Sure. Alright, so let's do that then. And 1d20 plus 1d4. Oh, you got him. Yes. Alright, so that yep, is going to be good. my short sword. That's 1d6 plus 1. Ooh, that is 5 damage. Ooh, he doesn't like that. He gives a short cry of pain as your blade bites in and his, uh, his leg begins to bleed. And he's now uh, shifting his weight off of that one and favoring it. That was Kari, the Dark Servant. He will turn around and slash both blades at Kane, using the distraction of the Strix to gain advantage from pack tactics. Uh, so he'll hit a 19. Uh, 19 will hit. Uh, I, let me just check. I, my turn hasn't come around yet, so yeah, I can't... Uh... Right, okay, so he will slash you with one sickle for five uh, slashing damage, and then he will strike at Kari with his other. Uh, Kari, you don't have another creature attacking you at the moment, do you? No, because I was in front of the Strix uh, down the hallway, and then I left, so there is one back there doing who knows right. what, but... Yep, and then you shadow-stepped behind him. Uh, that one came over to uh, harass Kane. So you are in the clear. He gets no pack tactics against you, but he hits anyway, because he's just that kind of badass. So you're going to take uh, four points of slashing damage as he turns and strikes behind him. <laughs> and he sort of... sort of. Uh, I have no reaction or anything along that line to assist me here. He growls out this... Uh, your blood will spill here in the shadows and your names will be forgotten. Uh, Riodan, your turn. Uh, I've got Cloak in front of me. Still down, right? You do, yes. Let's pump a cure wounds into Cloak. Nice. Hey, give him some healing. Which is a d10, right? Uh, it's a d8 plus your wisdom modifier. d8 plus wiz. Thank you. For cure wounds? That's a d8. Nope. I mean, I'll gladly accept a D10. I mean, I'm not going to turn it down. Uh, you gotta, you got to start begging a points. chat for that. Five points of healing to uh, Cloak. Okay. And uh, there you go. basically the blood just begins to seep and leak. Well, where it is leaking just kind of seeps back into the wounds as Riordan controls it. Yep, he that touches him, and yes, exactly, exactly what happens. That blood just sort of uh, flows in reverse. It pools up where it was trickling amongst the stones, runs back up his arm and into his shoulder, and the wound begins to seal. Nice. Um, and Cain's uh, eyes kind of turn blood red, the irises, as he does this. They go from that greenish blue to blood red as his spell takes effect. Uh, Shadowhound. Was that Cain or Reardon who cast Shadowhound, who is... 
Oh, sorry, okay. Riordan. Riordan. I, I said Kane accidentally. Too many vampires. All vampires look the same. Too many vampires. <laughs> All right. The so the shadow hound leaps at you once again, Glaz, and once again this time you get your staff between its teeth, and it's just sort of slavering with this thick black midnight inky drool, and you can see like little bits of frost where its teeth are biting into the wood. And those uh, gleaming blue eyes kind of staring balefully into yours. This dog is really starting to bug me, guys. <laughs> Cloak, your turn. Uh, I would get... The, the, the guy's not paying attention to me, is he? Not really, no. Uh, is there a way I can get advantage on the roll? <laughs> because he doesn't know I'm coming. Um, that would require you to, like, um, let's see. I Give me a, uh, sure, give me a charisma deception check. I can do that. All right, deception, here we come. A 11. Yeah, no. An 11? Um, yeah. All right, uh... Yeah, so no, that's not going to be sufficient. But you can you can still okay. strike him. You know, you can uh, hop up, hop up, so you're not striking with disadvantage for being prone and uh, and slash at him. Okay, yeah. Uh, but he uh, between between the spell causing your wound to knit and uh, you kind of snapping back to your senses. Oh no. Um. Okay, so do I still have bless on me when I fall unconscious? Oh yes, or? yes, it's not. Yep, okay. Yep. Okay, yes, so the let's, blessings uh, of the red goddess are still on you, and she wants blood, my friend. Uh, 14, 16 total for AC. You got him. You got him. All right. Uh, and I'm just running up uh, to six damage. Uh, as I was like, I got you. <laughs> All right. So you sort of roll to your feet, and you lash out with your blade, and it looks like you're about to miss until you hear this, like, kind of a faint whisper at your feet. At the at the back of your ear, no, this way, and and your arm just kind of adjusts its blade, and it slices almost exactly where you slashed him before into that wound, and he cries out in pain. Yeah, and I, I just uh, look at him, and I was like, "Yeah, you forgot about cloak." And he, <laughs> yeah, he is uh, he is now bleeding profusely, both from that great gash in his shoulder and now from those uh, the the expanding wound in his gut as you get up under his armor. Uh, that was cloak. So Kane, your turn, sir. Uh, also, Dan, just so you're tracking, uh, Hrothgar's only twenty pounds and has requested that more Whoa. things attack carry. More things attack carry. Yeah, more bad guys. Meaning like. Things that are here turn well, their attention to her, or more things quid. show up. No. Twenty quid is a boss monster, uh, so that is a one big bad thing to attack Carrie. I'm level yeah. one, dude. I'm sorry. Explain again. Uh, is big, it like a new thing shows up yeah, to attack her? A new big bad Ooh. thing shows up to fight Carrie. Like how nasty? My my decision. You, you yeah, decide. Level appropriate. We'll say okay. level appropriate thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, come on. I mean, it's going to be. I mean, this is. Dude, it's showing up right now is bad enough. Kane, go ahead and take your turn while I uh, whip something out. Excuse me while I whip this out. Uh, that is a 19. Oh, you got him good. You're so dead. And I'll go for. Uh, that's uh, 10 piercing damage. 
10 piercing damage? All right. So, uh, well, you, you're, yeah. So you lunge forward as he's pressing one hand to his gut and just watching blood pour out and stain these otherwise uh, quite immaculate, uh, uh, pristine bandages. And, uh, and he looks up just in time to see your blade run through his throat. And as, like, Cain literally grabs him by the scruff, uh, Kane is bleeding for the first time since uh, we've been adventuring yeah. together, and he leans in. Nobody makes me bleed my own blood. He leans <laughs> in and whispers something in this man's ear as uh, Ooh. he twists the blade out through his throat. It's full fucking. What do you whisper? Creed. I'll I'll tell you. I'll, I'll message you. Okay. Cool. Jerk. First spoken you could, line you could roll, to you a dying could, NPC. You, you, could, you could roll a per, uh, perception. Uh, I'll day tell you and... what. I will. I will tell you what. Uh, Kane, please make me a dexterity stealth check to see how, okay, uh, okay. how quietly you whisper. I mean, cloak is right there. I want to. I want to be able to hear I'm right that. Next to cloak, we shall I was see. Say it's, we're, uh, I'm being attacked by this. We're guy. all right next to each other, like <laughs> waiting. Oh my god! I rolled a 19, but I missed the roll box, and it fell off the edge and didn't count. Oh darn! Uh, you'll have to roll again. I, I, I it's roll, not in the dice tray. Cocked. Yeah, that's perception checks. That's a nine. It's a nine. That's a nine. All right, okay. so go ahead and go. Go ahead and whisper it as the people nearby are going to be able to catch it, just barely. Kane presses the blade through this guy's throat and just very angrily whispers, You made me bleed. Oof. <laughs> oh, damn, Kane's first words. He said his first <laughs> word. I'm so proud. He's growing up so fast. All right. So that was Kane. Uh, I guess I will go ahead and roll a d20 for no particular reason. All right. Good lord. <laughs> no, it's fine. This is this is fine. And it's not fine. All right. Um, <laughs> As the world tree burns, two episodes that long. That was Kane Strix. Kane, the Strix still upon you is going to attempt to strike you, and, and you just kind of backhand it as it comes in to, to ruin your dramatic oh, moment. Oh, I'm having a with moment here. Yeah. No, 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 no. Who maybe is about to? Who's maybe about to have his blood drunk? We'll see. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um. Right, so Glaz, your turn. You can see that uh, Kane has run this dark servant through the throat, and blood is just pouring out over his uh, his hand and sword, and the the body is just going limp in his grip as he whispers into its ear. Okay, so the blood, the the dark servant's dead. The dark servant is dead. Yes. Yeah. So, but I've still got this dog. So you do um, since he's grabbing on to my. Um, to my staff, I am going to uh, I'm going to try to like pull it free and then hit him uh, in the head. Okay, that would be a thirteen. Oh yeah, yeah, you got him. Give me some damage. Cool. Sweet. You're uh, you're two handing your my... quarter staff, so that's a D eight. Two hoarding my quarter staff, so yep, D eight and plus two. 
for six points of damage. All right, you stove in its skull with a wet crack, and it uh, it collapses to the ground, and its body begins to slowly disintegrate into this uh, black sort of ichor that quickly begins to evaporate off the ground. He points his finger. Stay. <laughs> nice. All right, so that's the final shadow hound. Um, Kari, your turn. You can see that there is one Strix remaining, fluttering around, savaging your uh, your companions with its talons. Um, I am going to cast Cure Wounds on myself. I'm not feeling very ah, well. fair. Fair enough. Fair enough. Eight. Whoa, my. So go ahead and my mouse stop working. Okay, we're good. Uh, eight. Nothing. Okay. Hey, hey. that's what we like yeah. to see. I'm scared. That is my action. All right, so. So you uh you get a second wind as you can sort of feel the hunter's presence with you and uh this almost uh, great cat-like growl uh issues forth from your throat as your wounds are soothed and your pain subsides. Uh Riodan. Just one strix left. One strix remaining. Can I move towards it with my move action? All right. And then I will strike at it. Dirty 20. Oh, you got him. Give me some damage. The damage will be seven points. All right. And so as it reels back through the air from Kane's contemptuous backhand, you uh, swat it down with the uh, the edge of your blade. And as it hits the ground, you just bring your boot crushing down on its neck. And it goes still. Good. Uh, so that is the remaining Strix deed. Uh, Riodan, Cloak, why all looks well. You can hear, um, the, the heavy breathing of your companions. Uh, you can see the, uh, the shadow beasts that you slew are starting to kind of disintegrate in the light. And, uh, you can hear whimpering from a few of the creatures in the cages. Uh, like bad whimpering, uh, he's gonna look over at the cages. Like animal, if- like animal whimpering, pained uh, or um, uh, pained or afraid, mixture of both. Kind of animal. Um. Right. Oh God, right. what's that? That looks bad. Uh more things, more things. Ah, uh, that's that's the bad news. The good news is that they're not as bad. So the ten pound bad thing is another one for Laurelania. Another one on Laurelania. Oh my goodness. People have a mad on for poor Kari. Okay. So something not as bad as the first one, I am led to believe. Sure. Maybe like a baby one. But it uh, it is definitely Maybe one of whatever is coming. It's to definitely kill me. something attacking her, yeah. right? Yeah, oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Definitely okay. not a good thing. Yeah. It's not okay. Santa. Yeah. Okie dokie then. Um, I'll figure that out in a minute. Uh, so, Welcome Cloak, what do you got for play, me? Dan. What's, what's that? Um, can yeah, I, you guys are going to keep me I, on my damn toes. Is, is something amiss? Are we still initiative right now? Uh, you know, not, not really. But what are you doing in this perhaps six second span of time while everything is calming down? Um, I would... Um, Go over if like so that dude's dead in front of me. Uh, the dog is now the shadow dog is uh, the shadow beast is melting into the ground. The Strix's next just snapped. Um, I would walk yep. up to the cages, um, and kind of be like, "Hello, 
Okay, so you uh, you go over and check into the cages, and um, you see a dead wolf, clearly dead, and it's sort of like shriveled and emaciated, and a bunch of its fur has turned shock white and is falling out of its uh, of its kind of gray shriveled flesh. Um, and you see a couple of dead, like a dead falcon and uh, a dead crow up there with similar sort of strange deformities and uh, a bizarre corruption of their bodies. Um, in one of the cages next to the wolf, however, you see just a faint bit of movement. There's a sort of um, kind of a blonde furred, uh, looks like a pretty sizable hound of some type. And it's it's breathing and you can see its uh, chest sort of heaves in a little as it whimpers. Oh no, oh no, little buddy, it's okay. Um, hold on. And then, uh, can can I, uh, I'm gonna pull out some rations, uh, mm -hmm. that I have and, like, put it by its mouth and let it eat it a little bit as I try to figure out. Okay. So you, uh, you identify the, the one that's whimpering and dig out some food for him and, and try to get him to eat. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, then I'm gonna look for a way to open the cage. All right. So as you're uh, as you're feeding it, you can take a glance around, and it looks like the cage has uh, a simple, just like a, a throw bar latch, and you'll be able to open that no problem. Which you can even you can even undo that, work on undoing that as uh, as we move to Kane. What are you doing, buddy? As this collapsing body just kind of goes limp in your arms. I drink. I I'm gonna I'm gonna spend the time we have, and I'm gonna drink. Kane gives a little bit of a hiss, and you can see his fangs. Uh, sort of, you know, subtle and not as pronounced as a full vampire's as they are, just tear into this dude's flesh and start uh, gorging on the the blood there. Can so, I get two rounds uh, of healing off him? Um, yeah, you can use your uh, your your thing or do. Okay. Uh, all right. So at this moment, uh, Kari, what are you doing just about right now? Oh, you know, just picturing back home, lovely shadow fey fields of rolling black shadowy grass mm. and thinking about my retirement from adventuring. That was nice. That was nice to was see. Nice. Is it right. close? Are so, you so uh, close to retiring? So close to retiring. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. You're not even close. You just started. You're barely an intern. All right. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna die. So, um... Oh, but we can burn through those interns <laughs> no, so fast. No. I'm fine. I'm a warrior. I'm All on right. the hunt. So as you're uh, as you're kind of as you're kind of gathering your uh, gathering your yourself, and uh, you finish you finish the healing as the the prayer washes over you, and you you kind of breathe a, a soft thanks to the hunter for a for a very successful hunt so far. Um, you, uh, let's see, <laughs> let's see, Kari. And you were back by the um, by the shadow by the dark servant. So that's going to be Kari, Kane, and Glaz and Cloak are all immediately plunged into thick, inky darkness. All of you are blinded as the light just vanishes, and there is a faint rustle of noise up above. Ugh as what might have appeared to have been a stalactite detaches from the oh. roof and drops no. down on Kari. We all know what that so, is. <laughs> that will be an advantaged 
Attack roll. Ooh, not so good. That's just a 12. I have a 16 armor class. All right. So, so you hear this strange, almost like popping sound from up above, and you raise your shield up, and something heavy slams into it, and you can feel strong, grasping arms or tentacles wrap around the shield and begin, like, sucking at your hand and wrist. Uh, so, Glaz, what do you got for me, buddy? You are plunged um, into darkness, I... and you can hear something attacking Kari. Uh, I gotta. I'm gotta read the fine print of frostbite. Give me one second. Uh, yeah, whether you it's need something to see, you see your target. Yeah, that's what I'm about to see. Whether it says this you have is, to see is a good question that you can see within range, and I can't see. So oh, I'm oh. going to. Uh, can I hear though? Uh, to I've had my quarterstaff draw to try to give a swing and attack it. I know it would be with disadvantage. Yep. Yep. You can totally hear it. Uh. So yep. So let's see what happens with some disadvantage as I swing out with my. Uh, on a 12. 12 is good enough. You managed to catch it. It's soft, fleshy, rubbery body. So give me some damage. Cool. And for seven points of damage as I go swinging out. What are you and where did you come from? All right. So you hear your quarterstaff strike this kind of fleshy, rubbery body. And uh, you hear a... Uh, seven damage, you say? Seven damage. Ouch. Palpable hit, sir. All right. Uh, Kari, your turn. You can you can hear Glass's strike solidly smack this thing that's stuck to your shield. I shadow claw and try to reach up around my shield, I guess. This is a really awkward attack sure. thing, yep. but... Uh, All right, so you can attack with disadvantage. Okay. Uh, yeah. It'll be plus three on whatever. Oh. <laughs> yep. You got him. And that is 1d6 plus... Got him good. Uh, 1d6 plus 3. It's d10. For a short sword? Shadow oh, she had a claw. I said shadow claw, and I thought... Oh, short no, sword. No, I said short shadow sword. claw first. I had yeah, shadow claw or Sorry, short sword. my brain is all afraid right, all right now. Oh, it's cocked, but it was cocked your, on a 1. Thank you. Your, oh, I got a 2. Whatever. Uh, 2. 2 cold yes. damage, right? Uh, Looks like it takes all the cold damage. That's that's good, right? Yeah, that's good. All right, so it, it squeals... <laughs> And you hear the uh, the flesh kind of crystallize as it freezes around your your dark claws. Um, Kari, Riodan, uh, you were not... No, you were up by cloak, weren't you? Yeah. Uh, so you, I'm going to say that you were far enough back that you can see that this just undulating globe of darkness woof, spread out and just engulfed the area where your companions were fighting. Uh, and you easily recognize what is essentially a darkness spell. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have nothing useful for this. Uh, I'm going to go up. Can I get towards where Carrie is? Yeah, sure. Yeah, you can move up there. You might stumble over some of the corpses, but yeah, you can move up there. Okay. We'll give her... Uh, if I can attack the creature, am I at disadvantage if I do so? You are indeed, yes. And you can you can hear it enough to kind of... I mean, you hear Glass hold still, you! And, <laughs> and carry uh, clawing at the thing with Do her strange uh, shadow-forged claws. But yeah, you, you guys still have Bless. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to say, uh, hold still. 
and I was going to try and get it uh, with disadvantage as a 14 to hit. That hits. You guys, uh, if darkness, what darkness? Right. Uh, 10 Which, points nice. of damage. 10 damage. All right. You, uh, you slice oh. through blubbery flesh, and you can okay. smell just this really awful bitter stink <sighs> as this thing's Icarish blood spatters out over your blade and kind of splashes on your hand. Gross. <laughs> Nasty. Let's see. That was Rio done. Cloak. Uh, so Cloak is like at the cage with the the dog that's whimpering, yes. and he like and he like pets it, uh, and he's like, "Oh no, stay here! It's something's happening." And then uh, he um, runs and sees the dark. Oh, I'm in the darkness, right? No, I'm sorry, I forgot. You you moved over to the cages, so you're away from. So mm-hmm. you look back and see this darkness just in, engulf your companions. Yeah. Okay. Um. So I uh, am gonna go. <sighs> Wonder if it's a stop, okay? And then he runs in there, uh, and trying to perceive where everything's happening. Uh, he's gonna he's gonna make his attack with disadvantage. Ha! Okay. Yep. The and I got to roll a d4. So that's a a thirteen plus uh, two fifteen. You got him. All right. Um, and here we go. Eight damage. Eight damage. Nice. All right. So you kind of run in. You vault up on the slowly dissolving corpse of one of the shadow hounds. Jump up into the air and just kind of here goes nothing. Strike with your blade down and hear a and then and the darkness dissipates. The light creeps back in and illuminates what you can see. And what you see looks sort of like some kind of uh, like bizarre stony hide squid with golden eyes sort of all around its mantle set uh, at even uh, even intervals around the the conical body but it looks if if you didn't see it moving it would look almost like a uh, a rock formation or a stalactite and it looks like oh, okay. it was uh, it was desperately trying to get at Carrie but she managed to get her shield between its uh, tentacles so it couldn't get a grip on her why in this cave hates you? <laughs> Speaking of, as you guys, uh, as the light rushes back in and dispels the darkness, as the, the dark mantle breathes its last, the eyes of the dark servant's corpse flick open, and they're oh, glassy no. and milky, and it <sighs> reaches up and grabs a hold of Carrie. Or, Are you fucking kidding me right now? <laughs> oh my god. Alright, but you managed to uh, just sort of pull your foot out of the way as it like clumsily swings at you and lurches up to its feet. Glaz. It's, this is only... What the... What is going on here? You could uh, see, and I'm going to. You could see darkness oh. like pouring into its mouth from the corners. It just runs like uh, like ink and just pours up its body into its mouth and eyes. Did I did I miss my go? Uh, yes. Sorry, Kane. Do because yeah, I was in. I was eating. Kane, because you take care of this one. I was fucking eating him. How dare he? Right. I am pissed. Yep, he just sort of he just sort of <laughs> shook you off and is ignoring you and is at the moment and is going after Kari. I am fucking I am in the middle of dinner and this 
fucking son of a bitch. Uh, uh, no, ignore the disadvantage there. What did I drop? Yep, yep, no disadvantage. Um, Dropped a six. Uh, six, so... But you've still got blessed, don't you? Yeah, so that'd be, yeah, that'd be a 12 plus bless uh, for, so, 14. Got him. Bless for the win, man. Bless is the best. Dude, um, use that spell. Lots. <laughs> that's uh, six piercing damage. All right. Uh, you drive your sword into its kidney, and it just doesn't even seem to notice. <laughs> All right. Glass, your turn. Burn it. Um, he, yeah, uh, he uh, just goes, Kane, uh, stop playing with your food. And I'm going to try to hit it with the, um, uh, with my quarterstaff with a, I don't have blessed, so a seven, I assume, does not hit. A seven, unfortunately, does not hit. Uh, so, it, like, you hit it, but it just, and you even hear, like, something pop, but it just shrugged, it just doesn't even seem to register the pain or the fact that you touched it at all. I don't think our weapons are hurting this. <laughs> uh, you know, it looked like, it looked like his stab hurt it. It just didn't seem to care much. It just gave no indication that, oh, no, I've been stabbed. I don't think necrotic damage is going to do anything to this guy, huh? Is there a fire or something nearby? Um, I mean, it's got, f- it's got flesh. Uh, you could make a uh, religion check, an intelligence religion check. Where's my d20? It is right here. My religion bonus is... That'll be a nat 20. Nat 20. That'll be another nat 20. All right. Religion for days. Both religion checks you made have been nat 20s. What the fuck? Okay, um, no. you don't see any indication that this thing will be able to shrug off your necrotic damage. Like, you can, you can uh, decay its flesh, you know, rot its bones... I'm going to do Cloying Darkness then, reach out a hand of Decaying Shadows and make a ranged spell attack. So that's this. Oh, no. Get over here. Get that on the dice tray. Okay, that's a 17. That's a 4. Uh, plus, or sorry, plus a d- 3 plus 3. All right, is- so a ranged... H- hang on, hang on. A ranged spell attack is going to be at disadvantage because he's within 5 feet of you. So you could, if you want to do something else, you may... Um, I've already... Okay, then I'm just going to slash at him with my sword, then. Like, if you want to use your claws, you, you will use your claws or sword instead. You can use okay, that roll. That's fine. Okay, let's go with that. Go claws of darkness, uh, which still would be... Okay. Go ahead and give me some damage. Where are you, D10? They're everywhere now, so I'm throwing my dice everywhere all the time. Six damage. Ooh, nice. All right, so you slash him across the face. You rip those bandages away, and you see more of those black umbral tattoos on this uh, this individual's face, more intricate than the last ones that you saw. And its skin and musculature kind of freezes. But it still keeps lashing its heads towards you. Uh, Riodan. I'm going at it. This thing Get died once. It's gonna die again. As far as I'm rapier. My rapier has uh, plus four. I'm going to do 20, Get it. so... Ah, 8 to hit. No dice. All right, so 8, you drive your rapier in, and it looks like you're going to strike true, but then you realize, tunk, it's wearing some sort of armor under the robe that binds up your weapon Ugh. and foils your strike. Damn. This thing's stat block is armor class 8, but it happens to be wearing armor. 
Kari um, Ryudan. Cloak, your turn. He would, um, first of all, uh, glance his jerk. He's like, ha, that's actually funny. The, but the sewers, it doesn't need to die. And he, like, stabs at it. Um, all right. A, Got him. Let's roll that. Let's roll that D4 just for good measure. Uh, so that would have been a whole lot of uh, hitting. Um, it is armor class plus- nine, just FYI. Oh, wow. <coughs> oh, okay. Well, he does. <laughs> I do six damage to him. Six damage. All right. Uh, you slice it <clears throat> and you cut through its tricep down to the bone. And its arm just kind of hangs sort of limp and flops. Uh, like you can still move it, just not very well. Um but again, doesn't really seem to mind or bother him very much. Uh, so that was Cloak Kane, sir. Uh, Kane is very pissed off that his meal's got up, so he's going to continue to stab at it. <laughs> uh, All right, a, get him. Uh, for a 19. Hit. And Give me some damage. Uh, five piercing. Five. All right, so you strike forward and catch it right through the spine... And you hear a pop as you separate the vertebrae and sever its spinal cord, and it stiffens, and then just kind of walks forward off your sword, dropping to one hit point instead of zero. It will lash out at Kari. Uh, That is only a 12. It's an 11, I believe. So it slams at you with its fist, and you bring your shield up and take it on the the shield. Uh, Glaz, your turn. So uh, I uh, I want to do this attack, and I, I let me know if there would be a modifier on it. I want to hit it with my quarter staff and try to throw it into one of these groupings of candles that are around. So hopefully catch it on fire. Hmm. Okay, so the way to do that would be to make a shove attack to try and knock okay. it down, like on the altar, or shove it into the candles. So you can make a strength athletics check, and it will have to make a probably a strength athletics check to avoid it. So okay, opposed. I will do so. Here we go. I have a two. <laughs> uh, and nice. I had a 12, so. You have a 12. All right. So you you plant your quarterstaff kind of between its legs and then just lever it forward and topple him over onto part of the altar where that, that poor bastard's heart is, uh, is splayed open. And actually, now that you're by the altar and paying a little attention to it, as you knock this zombie over, you can see a knife. That knife that the, uh, the the robed figure used to butcher this guy is still mm. wedged into its chest cavity. And the, uh, the, the, the robed undead figure collapses onto the candles, and those robes just go up. So go ahead and roll me... Um, uh, give me a d4. Fire damage. D4. That's three. Okay, so this is a dc8. All right, so he catches on fire but it doesn't seem to be stopping him. He's struggling up to his feet, although right now he is prone, kind of flopped over the altar. And as the flames begin to spread across its bandages. Kari, your turn. That dagger's still in his chest? The dagger is in the sacrificial victim's chest. Mm, Yeah? yeah? Nothing would happen if I took the dagger out of there? Just trying to, like, if it's on fire and it's not going down, Kari is at an absolute loss. Okay, uh, you, you grab the dagger, um... You grab the dagger and it feels warm in your hand and it throbs slightly. So what would you like to do? Pull that out of the whatever it's still in 
Um, I'm gonna make the conscious decision okay, to hang so on to the magical the... item. Assumingly All magical. Right. Um, if I remove it, does it stop moving? Now remember the uh, the dagger is in the sacrificial victim on the altar, not the the not the the dark servant that just yeah, got knocked. I, I yeah, I knew that. I no, was hoping that if I moving. had taken out that it would be a correlation no. kind of thing. If not, I'm gonna take the dagger and I'm gonna throw it at it and hope that that has some sort of correlation. Um, okay, stab it. So that's a seven or one uh, d four. But you get five, to add your you know eight. bonus. It's an eight. It's an eight plus your actual. Oh no, you rolled a three. Yeah, that's eight. Eight total. is not good enough. Yeah, eight is the total, guys. <laughs> Wait, really? Just eight? Yeah, I. I get nine off that. Don't you have a plus two dex? I have a plus one dexterity. I have a twelve dexterity. You have a plus one dexterity. Yeah, twelve is my highest ah, stat. Okay. Remember? So that's an eight. All right. So the uh, the dagger uh, kind of flows through the air and and strikes it and like sticks into its shoulder and then just kind of falls, and it doesn't seem to care. Uh, Riodan, your turn. Let's give it again. Get him. <laughs> oh, that's plus four, actually. Uh, and that is 22 to Got hit. Got him. Four. Come on, damage. Seven points. Die! Again! All right. So you, uh, as it's as it's sort of struggling back up to its feet, you come in with your rapier and just get at right the base of its skull and up into the brain and the blade pops out the top and the thing <gasps> stiffens and finally goes limp yeah oh. I like grab the neck and kind of rip out some rip out some blood and some muscle there as I do so <sighs> yeah you kind of wrench your blade free and blood spatters up on you and, and across the ceiling and whoever else is nearby <laughs> So, uh, that, for people who don't know, is why zombies suck, because they have undead fortitude. I and knew they it was a zombie! Die. I knew it was a <laughs> hey, zombie! undead fortitude. <laughs> All right. So, uh, that, that will be the end of the battle, and I think that's probably a good place to stop, since we're at 11 Eastern now. You threw a and, zombie uh, at us we will level pick up one? Here. What is wrong with you? <laughs> they're, hey, only they're only challenge rating one quarter. It's fine. Are we level three now? <laughs> uh, no, but you guys will, in fact, be level two after yes, this session. finally. So hey, you guys level it. up. We lit it. We lived. Thank goodness. <laughs> we that's it. That's, it. that's the hardest well, part, is to make it for level one. You're the number you just to level make it two. level two. It, two it's hit like dice, everything baby. changes. <laughs> I'm going to roll Amazing. my hit dice. I will make a quick note that that dagger, uh, Kari, when you picked it up, you are quite certain it is it is magical in in some way. Uh, so someone might want to make a note of that just to to mess with it next time. I will make that on my character sheet. I'm assuming that I would go and pick it up afterwards, uh, having felt the magical properties of it. Unless anyone wants to fight me on it, magical dagger. Nope. Thank you guys for joining us on tonight's uh, episode of World Tree Burns, episode two. Hopefully you guys enjoyed it. Be sure to catch up on YouTube, uh, and this will be a podcast as well, if you're listening on podcast, and, well, you're already there. Uh, we'll have a link for you guys in the next couple of days for the first episode's podcast version. Uh, if you guys enjoyed the show, hit the follow button and join us, and be sure to uh, tune in uh, next week. Uh, but most importantly, go check out koboldpress.com. Go check out the Midgard stuff over there. And uh, get yourself Please a do. world book or a hero's handbook. All the races and uh, options we've been using today are from there. Uh, so be sure to check that out to run your own Midgard campaigns. 
And if I can toss a if I can toss a quick plug, the uh, talking owl creatures are called Strix. They're from the Tome of Beasts. If you're looking for monsters, get one of those. Check them out. Super cool. And the Dark Servant. This is cool. This is a preview from the upcoming Creature Codex. Ooh. So you guys got to see it here first. Exclusives, exclusives on stream. Great yes. stuff. Yes. Uh, well, nice. There you go. Be sure to keep an eye on CobaltPress.com for that. Uh, another big thank you goes to our sponsors, Fancy Grounds, for all of the nat ones. Thanks a lot, Fancy Grounds, for all of that today. Uh, but in other times, we've rolled better. Uh, and of course, all of the Cobalt Press stuff is on Fantasy Grounds as well for your own perusal and pleasure. Uh, and of course, check out the Whaling Games uh, for all of your miniature needs. Uh, other than that, though, let's go around a cast and crew. Did we enjoy ourselves? Where can we find you guys online? Oh, and lastly, uh, you guys will find us live here on Encounter Roleplay tomorrow at 1pm Eastern for Cool of Cthulhu, followed by Warhammer Beneath Dark Bows, and followed again by Star Wars Rise of the Dark Side. So Wednesday we've got a big old day. I'll drop the schedule and the social media links here for you guys. Uh, Dan, your own hooks and plugs, and uh, did you enjoy yourself, my friend? Oh man, I had a great time. This was uh, this session was a little more action, a little less exposition, so that was fun to change pace and, and get you guys running through some uh, through some exploration and combat and and reminding you what level one characters are like. <laughs> so I had a great time. I, I hope you guys enjoyed it too. Uh, so yeah, I'm Dan Dillon. You can find me at Twitter at Dan underscore Dillon underscore one. Um, and I will be here next week, and I cannot wait to uh, to see where this goes next. And uh, I guess I'd just say um, one of the things that I've gotten to work on and I've been able to talk about just a teeny bit is one of the upcoming hardcovers from Wizards of the Coast, one of the official D&D books, and that's going to be announced this weekend at the Stream of Many Eyes. So maybe take a look and see what the next storyline is going to be, and I might be able to talk about what I worked on a little bit more after that when the NDA lifts. Yay! <laughs> nice. NDAs are for Speaking of which, uh, speaking of the Stream of Many Eyes, keep an eye on the Encounter Roleplay Twitter because... Uh, in the next couple of days, we'll be giving away a ticket to the live stream of Mini Eyes events. So uh, it's worth like oh, $200, $300 wow. or so. So keep an eye out for that. We've got oh some my tickets. God. I'm not a mod. I can win. Guys. I'm not a mod. I can win. <laughs> That's so awesome. I'm entering if I'm allowed. Yeah. <laughs> I'm totally yeah. giving up my mod rights. Yup. <laughs> Great stuff. Uh, I was like, unmod me. Unmod <laughs> 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 me now. <laughs> Wait, am I a mod? Hold on. We no, hear the mod-free people. I can, I'll unmod everyone, oh, okay. don't worry. It's all good. Uh, <laughs> McLoken, uh, enjoy yourself, my friend. Where can we find you online? Uh, you can find me at twitch.tv slash McLoken. Uh, I usually do a show uh, weekly. Uh, it's about to be two weeks. Uh, starting next Monday, I'm going to be doing a City of Mist campaign. Uh, super excited about. Uh, and then uh, and Wednesdays, I generally do Chosen. I'm not doing it this week. Uh, I had an emergency over the weekend, so I haven't had time to prep for anything. Because I also have a full-time job, so there's that. Um, yeah, but I'm on uh, Twitch all the time. If you follow me on Twitter, you can find out where I'm at. I'm in a City Miss campaign on Thursdays. I'm in a Warhammer Dark Heresy campaign on Fridays, uh, as well as a Call of Cthulhu campaign. Uh, and then this lovely show uh, here, and I, I had a fun time. I like, I, I'm trying to get better with making one little one lines for cloak, uh, because one of the things is, is the more serious something is, the more like the the more like uh, whimsical and uh, jokey he is. Uh, so I'm that's his defense thing. Yeah, um, I tried I tried to play that out a little bit in his origin story as well. 
Um, so always, like, if it's, like, an improper moment, like, it's, like, everyone's very serious, and then he says something funny, that's, a that's because that's how Cloak is. Not, not, not me. Hi, everyone. <laughs> no, 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 Toad's not you. <laughs> Toad's right, not so. me. That's not a quality I have on myself, so. Well, uh, we heard someone speak for the first time today, and that was, uh, Mr. Josh as Kane. Uh, your thoughts? Yay! Kane has a voice. Mm. This is true. Kane uh, <laughs> can speak. Uh, yeah, I am uh, looking forward to, uh, to to speaking as little as possible because it takes a lot out of me doing that voice. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's no, it was cool. I got hit for the first time as well. Someone actually hit me. Mm-hmm. Up until now, mm-hmm. I have avoided all yep. damage, and I fucking drank so much of his blood in response. So yeah, uh, happy days. Uh, don't want to think about what else I might have drunk, considering what happened to him straight after. My name is Josh. You can find me uh, DMing right before this show on Encounter Roleplay for three hours beforehand on the Long March, where I take uh, my anger and frustration out on sad saps who come along and play with me. And also, uh, you can find me suffering... Oh god, suffering on turn cloaks. Just thinking about it, school, makes me, makes me sad. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely check out the podcast, my friends. It's when I get to bring misery yes. oh, and to my players. <sighs> dear, oh dear. Uh, Laurelania. Uh, I had a great time. I'm really glad that I spent a little bit beforehand uh, reviewing my character sheet and looking at all the new spells and abilities, because I'm still trying to get a handle on 5e, and now having an entire new world and new things to play with is really interesting. I am in love with Midgard, to the point where on Mondays I'm going to be doing a Midgard Monday review while I'm playing Heroes of the Storm. So essentially in between games we're just going to be devouring as much Midgard knowledge as we can so that we can prepare for Tuesdays. That's a lot of fun. For the rest of the stuff, uh, you can follow me on Twitch just by clicking my name. My Twitter is at my Tia Zimmer, and that is my Discord. Uh, you'll always get going live notifications for me there. I'm a full-time streamer on Twitch, and I already can't wait for next week, and I want to know more about the Magical Dagger. And stop trying to kill me, chat! Stop it! Oh, yeah, they're bastards, huh? <laughs> the worst! <laughs> Tia, uh, echoing, echoing Ben's question, what time are you going to be doing Midgard Mondays? Because I definitely want to uh, tune All of that. my streams will start at noon, so it won't be entirely focused on Midgard. I'll play a game of Heroes of the Storm. It usually has like a 10 minute queue. We read, play a game of Heroes sure. of the Storm. Uh, but that is definitely Dan, usually hangs out with me during all my Midgard stuff, anyways, and it's great because I can just go, hey, Dan, how does this work? And he's like, well, Laura, this is how it works. It's great because he wrote the book. <laughs> yeah, 12, uh, 12, 12 what? Time PST. zone Pacific? Yeah, 12 PST, and I'll be going for about so eight hours every three Monday. for us Easterners. Yes. Nice. Got it. Yes. Awesome. Thank you, Tia. And last but not least, Till School. I had a blast. I mean, even though Glass spent quite a bit of it on the ground, I mean, that's what that's the life of the wizard, right? <laughs> um, uh, and I'm actually a pretty hardy wizard, but uh, when you get taken down on, in, in shot, there's not a lot you can do. But uh, yeah, no, I'm looking forward to leveling up because I actually get my Geomancer stuff at level two. A geomancer I, get to, I get to now be a Geomancer and do fun things with ley lines, which I am looking forward to so much. So uh, yeah, I am excited, excited, excited. Uh, I am Tall Squall. You can find me all over social media as Tall Squall. If you go to my Twitter account, it has links to all the different things that I am involved in, including uh, a stream that I run 100% for charity on Saturdays. Uh, 
and that's where I DM. And in general, if you find me out there, let me know that you found me through World Tree Burns and the amazing World of Midgard by Cobalt Press. Great stuff. Thank you guys again. Be sure to check out the Midgard campaign thing. I'll drop a link for you guys as well as watching on YouTube uh, or listening back on the podcast. There will be links uh, appropriately placed for you to go and find it. Uh, and you'll see us here again on Encounter Roleplay tomorrow. Uh, Wednesday is tomorrow. I know what day it is. Honestly. Uh, 1 p.m. Eastern is when you find us live for Call of Cthulhu. 4 p.m. Eastern is Warhammer. 7 p.m. Eastern is Star Wars. Oh, exciting news about Call of Cthulhu tomorrow as well with Encounter Roleplay. So tune in for that. Uh, until then, though, my friends, try not to roll too many new ones. We want to be a laughing when you do. I tell you what, I'll play the video to play us out. Good night, everybody. <laughs>